Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, the podcast your friends haven't subscribed to yet. (laughs) The podcast you know and love but aren't subscribed to. (laughs) The podcast you didn't know you needed? The podcast that's really good for background. You didn't know you wanted? Oh, yeah. We are really good for background. Yeah. 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 The podcast you didn't know you really wanted to need. Yeah, we're back on Intoxicated, everybody. We're back to a weekly release, which I'm so excited about. Surprise. I'm host, Sarah. I'm producer, Sarah. We always forget to introduce ourselves, but that's our names. But here we are. It's very confusing to Sarah's. Do you have any nicknames other than Sarah? (laughs) 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 Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. Nothing that's cool enough for a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Unless you're going to call me Sarah Barra. me you can call me some like variation of nicole because i don't like nicole no, no. Offense to well, we're fine producers are in a host okay, cool. works uh if you haven't done so already please leave us an apple podcast rating or review it it does more than you think it is very good to do so um please do that and also tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast if you're a fan of the show. Uh, and if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And follow us on social media. You can follow Intoxicated on Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast. Um, check out the YouTube channel where we have full video episodes. You can follow me, uh, Sarah McClellan, on Instagram at Sarah M-A-C-L. Hey, Sarah Nicole, what is your Instagram? You can find me on Instagram at Hello Sarah Nicole. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we're always looking for voicemails. Voicemails and questions. Send us your voice, man. Send us your voice. We have the intoxicated anonymous form. Anonymous? Anonymous? Uh, we have the intoxicated anonymous form as well. If you are someone who just wants to write in and stay unnamed, you can send us stuff through that as well. Um, so please do that. So many options. So many options. We are going to keep this short because we have a lengthy episode today. A, li- a little lengthy. And it's okay. But before we get to that. I just want to say that tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> tomorrow being Saturday. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Happy Sarah. birthday tomorrow, Sarah. Happy birthday tomorrow, Sarah. I'll see you tomorrow. That's right. Um, so, yeah, even more reason to leave us a review because that would be a great birthday gift and sharing the podcast would also make me very happy. And um, I do believe that there is a hierarchy to birthday posts. That's right. And what do you think is the most important type of birthday post? So... So do you know what I mean by birthday post? Like on social media? Yeah. Like, do you, what's your favorite mm. way for your friends to wish you happy birthday? Is it a direct message in no. person? Um, I like in person. In person's great. I also like 
cute little messages on my wall so I can look back at them. Okay. So I have uh, an opinion on that, which is I think even better than a direct message is a story post. Oh, really? Like with pictures? I think, well, actually, no. The best is a direct message, like a actually messaging the person and a story post both so like a story post as in like they post to like their mul- inst- like to- mul- multiple pictures well it doesn't have to be multiple but just like a story on your instagram saying happy birthday blah, blah, blah. and if you're really special it's like a main feed post plus a story post plus a direct message Ooh, that's like top tier I love that. but i put facebook wall bottom tier yeah, I think the people who know you the least will just do a Facebook. Oh, wall post. that's that's right. No, you're totally right. But on like that. the the real, the I think, real OGs. I think if you're like really close with someone, you should do it all. Yeah, Facebook wall story main feed. Uh, not everyone gets a main feed. I will literally say happy birthday to you all day on Saturday. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be a great birthday this year. Um, yeah, we're we're doing some karaoke, and I'm not going to cry. Uh, um, I am not going to cry. I might cry. Can I cry for you? No, because then I'll cry. Because oh, I'm I'm an empath. I'll so. wait till you leave. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your back, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this week's guest. I'm so excited for this one. This girl's been on my radar for a long time. A long time coming. Long time coming. Um, she's a relatively new friend of mine. Uh, but I actually discovered her through Instagram. So this week's guest is an amazing content creator but she is like she's so much more than that she's such a badass badass very smart amazing the great chelsea rose is on the podcast so this was epic because we really got to like got to know you guys so deep it was wild and that's the thing like um like i i said content creator she she calls herself a content creator not so much an influencer i think people from the outside who don't know her might see her as like a typical influencer. Yeah. But she's, she's far she's so from much typical. The, yeah. Yes. That's why we love her. That's why we love her. Um, so this was like a deep dive. We really got to know Chelsea. We did talk about, you know, like adult friendships. We talked about her very awesome long distance relationship um, where she actually met sort of through TikTok. So that's a really cool story. And I got to say, congratulations to Chelsea and her now fiance. She is engaged. We love love. We love love and we love them. So congratulations from Intoxicated Podcast. And um, yeah, this was this was a great one. We did get into some mental health things at one point. Um, We did talk about depression and anxiety. um, And and we didn't really hold back on that. So I'd Mm. say if you are sensitive to that type of talk, um, maybe when we start talking about it, just fast forward a bit. Yeah, I would say that I would get the time code for you, but it's likely I'll forget. So, <laughs> Lisa, we're honest. 2022, the year of honesty and confidence. That's right. So you need to check out Chelsea Rose on Instagram and on TikTok at Rose on the Coast HFX. And I've just followed this account for so long. So it's so weird that I'm now like... introducing her as a guest on my show so um but a great account and you'll love following her and big thank you to chelsea for coming on and i think that's it sarah is that it i think that's it yep that'd be it yep did we that's all sure (laughs) yep so everybody please enjoy this week's episode with the amazing and fabulous chelsea rose
do the shit. Yay! This, I can't believe that this is finally happening. Now I'm so excited. Because, like, I feel like this is the podcast that I feel like I've been thinking of having you on for, like, a solid year. <laughs> it feels like, like, mm-hmm. I've always known who you who you were and always really liked yeah. your presence online and mm-hmm. shit. And here you are! And we've hung out a couple times, so yes. I feel very special. Yeah, um, I think that, like, um, I... Th- I first found out about Intoxicated through Ruth's podcast oh, because she yes. came on with yes, you. Yes, she did. So that's how I knew who you were. And then when I started becoming friends with Vanessa and Vanessa was friends with you, it just it was it just made sense that we'd go drinking together. And we did. And, and it was absolutely amazing yes. and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, I am so excited to welcome this week's guest. Uh, she is an amazing content creator, but so many other things that we're going to we're going to learn about today. Yay. Please welcome Chelsea Rose. Hi. And you look like a rose today. I know. Today. I got all pink and dolled up for you. It's truly so fabulous. Mm-hmm. How how do you figure out what wig to wear on what day? Mm, I This is the first time I've actually worn this one out. So you you, you get to see it first. <sighs> yes. Um, yes. It kind of depends on what look I'm going for. Like I've got a short brown one and then I've got a couple of long blonde ones and a long brown one. So uh, on Honestly, the reason I end up wearing them is because I don't want to do my own hair. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good point because like it is such an ordeal. I know. long hair. Well, I have short hair and I find that actually harder to oh, style. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Um, because like it, it, like trying to wrap like tiny pieces in mm. the back of your head around a curling iron without burning yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you can't pin it up. You can pin like half of it up. Uh-huh. So I miss the long hair. I'm growing it out now. I miss being able to just chuck it in a ponytail and a bun, put a beanie over top of it. And it doesn't look like I'm recovering from chemo. Right. Um, yeah. I so, like long hair. Yeah, me too. I, I regret cutting it short, but I was like, if I didn't cut it short, I was going to be thinking about it while growing out my hair the whole time. It's going to be like, should I have cut it short one more time? Should I not yeah. have? So now. <laughs> I and t- that's the most Aries move I've ever heard of. <laughs> and Just dive the fuck in, bitch. Now I never have to wonder. <laughs> now I will be like, remember that time you wanted to cut your sh- hair short? Let's not do that again. Let's not. I told my girlfriend, if ever the words come out of my mouth, I think I want to cut my hair. Slap me. So we're going to get into the first segment. Um, the assumption segment. So here we go. One of my assumptions about you was that you have a natural fashion sense. Ooh. And the reason that I say that is, is like, me and Vanessa were actually talking about you today. <laughs> All great things. But I was just like, Chelsea's one of those girls. Like, you just always look cool. Doesn't matter what it fucking is. If you look comfy, if you if you glam up, you look like it's put together and it's like effortless but put together if that makes sense oh thank you that's and that's like admirable <laughs> I feel like people are like oh it looks like she just threw that outfit together but really no. I probably like tried like six or seven different outfits and there's a huge pile in my floor and I have way too much clothes that one person does not need um, but, but it's always those girls that I see that I go I bet you they thrift shop mm-hmm. because every time I see a really cool outfit it's like, I found this at Value Village and I'm mm-hmm. just like every time I go I don't find these cool things I don't get it I know what am I doing wrong Usually, I, I I feel the same way, though, too. Like, especially with TikTok now, there's so many thrifters on TikTok, and they'll be like, yeah. I'm going to do my thrifter haul. Look at these Steve Maddens that I found, and look at this cool, like, two-tone <laughs> denim wash pants. And I'm like, where? Where? Where are you getting those? Because most where of the time, like, some of the, like, thrift resellers online or, like, some boutiques, it's, like, that's why Frenchies is my sweet spot. 
because mm. other places like resell like old denim or whatever for like what you would buy this like a new pair right now. I get it because they're vintage. They've got a little bit more like zhuzh to them, zhuzh. a little more want for them. Mm. But um, I can't afford that. <laughs> I can't afford to spend that much money on clothes. I so. love that about you that you mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, this is I'm on a budget. And yeah. that's, this is what it is. Yeah. And you can be very fashionable on a budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to do it right. I um, mean, like I will buy a few pieces that are more expensive. Mm, if I know that they're quality, that they're going to last. And I'm trying to only do that with like basic wear Mm. because I, this was what I did. And the reason it's so funny that you say that is because I was going to do a TikTok video rating my old outfits from like high school and stuff. So literally I just went through the photos today and I'm looking at all these old pictures of my outfits. And you're like, yeah, you always like, look like you have great fashion sense. I'm like, Oh girl. It was not. It fun. was not always good. The only reason it looks good now is because I went through years of editing. <laughs> Funny you say that because I I just started posting throwback pictures of myself too, mm-hmm. and like I yeah I go it doesn't look good now but at the time it did. I don't even so know. So that's all that matters. I don't even know if at the time it did for me. <laughs> like I'm looking at them. I'm like was that fashionable then? I don't think so. And I went to a small town high school graduating class of like 65 people. Oh wow. So <clears throat> most of them all wore Just Eagle and Hollister yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff. And I, I think in my last couple years like graduating I was focusing more on school than like what I was wearing. But like in grade nine and 10 where like you can get good grades pretty easily. Yeah. Like I would show up to school in a cocktail dress with like tights and heels and like my hair and makeup full ass done. And people ah. would be like, what is going on here? Like you're, who are you? Is This is bio 10. Like what are, <laughs> why do you look like you're like a 21 year old? You're going to theater class. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. even theater class. Why do you look like you're trying to sing to a club right now? Like, <laughs> That's so funny. So there's years of editing. Well, you, but you're a fashionista. Yeah, I think I've always loved fashion since I was young. And like, um, I one time tried, like, I sewed my own dress, but like, not with a sewing machine. I like hand sewed that shit. <laughs> I did that once. <laughs> but just like out of random fabric that like I my mom had at the house. And yeah, so I've always loved it. But it's not something that like I think I could ever make a career out of. It's just mm. like I find some things that you love when you try to make a career out of it. You start mm. not loving it anymore. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like just like dressing is like a way to express myself. It's something fun. Yeah. And it's also a way to like I find like my it has changed so much with me so much over like stages of my life. And like um, when I first came out as a lesbian. Um, the amount of like mask lesbian outfits I was like trying to pull off. Oh, yes. And then and then I went back to kind of like amalgamating some of the other things that I liked. But now I kind of sometimes switch like my like gender fluid style of like sometimes going more masculine, sometimes more feminine, sometimes a mixture of both. So chameleon, just whatever you want. Yeah, whatever I feel, whatever I feel good in. I love that about you. Um Another this is this is from my my producer Sarah. Um are you a Swifty? A Taylor Swift fan? Yeah. Um I don't know why she thought this. I, I was like, not why she thought that either. I like <laughs> some of the songs. But you're not a Swifty. But no, like I don't follow. I like if you told me one of her songs right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you like which album it came out on or what year. Right. But okay. maybe I could probably sing like 75% of it word for word. Oh, interesting. I like I like some of the songs for okay. sure. And I grew up, I feel like when like we're I don't know how old she is 
Uh, 31. Okay. So she was like getting popular while I was in high school and going through some stages. So like the breakup songs and stuff that you like sang. And yeah. so she was on the radio when I was in high school. So like, yeah, she was like popular then. I kind of liked her, but never. Swifty. But you're not someone who hates her or like, no, no, I like some of her music. Yeah. Right. But not, not a Swifty. Okay. No, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think I have any of her songs saved on Spotify, but if it came on the radio, I would probably be able to sing it. You know what I mean? You'd be able to jam out. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to get like these kind of more superficial ones okay. over with. Um, do you have a good data plan? I do have a good data plan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes go over it. I don't know how, but I have 30 gigs and oh, then it switches wow. into unlimited. I know. Holy shit. But you want to know what? But like, I'm just as bad. I'm so... I just kept going over, Gosh. so I would like constantly call them and be like, "Okay, what's the next plan price?" <laughs> oh like, how much? I'm like, "Okay, I see that you guys are advertising. I saw a bus go by, and it said 20 gigs for this much. Like, bump me up." And like, I've switched to Telus, um, yes, okay. and I find that they're the best that mm. I've been with in terms of like service and like upgrading you and stuff like that. So I was I, originally I've, with Telus, and now I'm with Kudo. I was originally with Bellis, then I did Eastlink. Bellis. Bellis. I was <laughs> it's Tellus and, and Bell's love child. <laughs> I was originally with Bell, <laughs> then Eastlink. Yeah. Then um, my job has a corporate plan. So I switched to Tellus so I'd get a better deal. But even even without the corporate plan, like I think they've got the better deals. Interesting. Not the better self-service. Sometimes the self-service is not the greatest, but their plan's the best. I think deals, that's, what's, that's what matters, I uh -huh. think, more. Um, okay. And on that subject, I think, mm -hmm. this is my assumption about you, um that you have a healthy relationship with social media and what i mean by that is you're not someone who okay hot tea guys i i, I hung out with tiktokers for a night <laughs> and i shit you not they were never not filming mm. everything mm -hmm. was filmed and i i had a lot of fun yeah but i walked away going wow yeah were any of us present yeah. in in the moment of hanging out? Yeah. And when I've been with you, you might take a picture yeah. and then you're done. Then yeah. you're like, you're here, you're bond. Like, mm -hmm. so I feel like you have a healthy relationship with that, which is good if you're an influencer. Like yeah. it's a good thing to have that healthy, healthy boundaries. Yeah. I feel media. like um, maybe when I first started out, I didn't like I was constantly like making sure I had at least one post up a day and I was, um, constantly taking pictures and constantly like recording stuff. And then, um, I, I, I would say like now I definitely do have a more healthy relationship. I think that back then when I was first getting started, I was like obsessed with like how many people are viewing, how many followers yeah. am I getting, how many likes am I getting, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I feel like sometimes the people who do influencing or content creating as a as a job have to be a little bit like they have to have new content. They right. have to constantly be checking the it's analytics like the the and the stuff. Yeah. But if it's not your job, which it's not my job, um, it's just a hobby for me. Uh, sometimes I make money or get free stuff off of it, but it's not my main source of income. Um, so for me, um, yeah, I, I people it's so funny, even with dating and when people would find out that I like did content or Ooh. stuff people would be like oh my god I bet you like always have your phone on you I bet you can't go a day without your phone like oh like blah 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 right. and when I'm out or when I'm with people like I actually I don't like to look at my phone if I can not like I liked it to be away can attest yeah I had mean, hung out with you and yeah you're very present yeah you're good like you converse with people like mm -hmm. 
I just, I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just those boundaries are yeah. like, cause otherwise you'd go insane. Your whole life would be yeah around it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I do like to, you know, like snap yeah. a pic here and there, or if I think I can create content, I will, but like, I don't make it like the number one thing that I have to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, and usually I, if I'm going to make content, I try to sometimes either get it out of the way before I meet up with people. So before I came here, cause I looked cute, I made a couple TikToks, saved them in my phone. They're ready for me to post another night. Right. Like I don't have to post them tonight or, um, like at the beginning. So if like we were together with a group of friends, like let's take a couple pictures. Oh, take a couple of cute boomerangs of our drinks. And then, and then again, it goes away and we continue on with our night. Usually if the only time I'll have it out consistently is if like with my girlfriend because we're long distance we like to capture our moments together and create content together so that we while we're apart we have something to look on and it reminds us of each other yeah um or like if I'm getting paid or it's a content like a a a collaboration that I like maybe you know me you and Vanessa go out for dinner one night and like I'm getting the dinner gifted to us like then I have I kind of have to be on my phone because we're getting this for free so I'm like taking pictures posting it in real time that sort of thing but usually I'm like sorry guys like I just gotta be on my phone for a second and then I'll like put it away after but you put it away yeah that's the key yeah you're not glued to it Mm -hmm. would you are, are you someone do you think you're addicted to social media? No, a definitely. No, I, I I would say I was at mm. one point, but not anymore. Throughout Good. like COVID and stuff like that. Um, and right before COVID started, I was living in Liverpool for the first year of my job that I'm in now. Um, and like I would have nothing to do on the evenings because it was like I was out in Liverpool and in the summertime, you can go for a hike, you can go to the beach, but in the wintertime, like you're not gonna drive all the way to the city for one night and then there's nothing to do in Liverpool. No offense, Liverpool. Yeah. But um, so that's how I got started on TikTok is because that's when the app kind of first came out and I would just make content on my own in the evenings so like during that period of time when I was starting to like get some followers on it um like I would be on it in my free time but just because I had nothing else to do so now I actually find I have to space out and make time to make content like I have to be Mm -hmm. like okay like this evening this week I'm gonna like do my makeup and like record some content or like go take some Instagram pictures um like I have to schedule it in because honestly I'll forget about it I'll be like, oh, shit, I haven't posted a bunch. You're living your life. Mm -hmm. You got a fucking job Mm -hmm. that's separate from influencing, by the way, you guys. So that's Mm -hmm. a myth I want to bust right away. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I feel like there's a stigma on. Well, I don't post the term about influencer. I just don't post about like my job on my social media. So people just assume that like, I, that's what I do is content creating, but that's not what I do. That's not what she does. No. You have a very important job. Oh. Um, but like. I feel like a lot of times people stigmatize influencers mm-hmm. because they don't see the human side of them. Yeah. And so like with you, what I love about you mm-hmm. is, well, n- number one, you're not constantly posting. Mm-hmm. It's not a brand deal every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see them every now and then. Mm-hmm. And the ones you have are awesome, by the way. Uh- <laughs> I, I, I definitely like pick i don't yeah. i don't accept all of them i i like um what's the word i like vet each vet, one vet yeah. yeah oh yeah absolutely. like a sexual partner yeah yes mm-hmm. uh number two you well and also just stunning pictures that aside um you're very real on there so like i've seen a couple 
really like vulnerable posts, whether mm-hmm. it's talking about mental health or sexuality mm-hmm. or even like the very ugly side of the internet. So mm-hmm. the dealing with awful comments and like you've posted screenshots of mm-hmm terrible shit people have said to you Mm -hmm. and I think that that is so important to do because again it's going to show I'm a human and guess what you can hurt my feelings too yeah and also people are garbage (laughs) yeah people on the internet like they can hide behind an anonymous screen and and they don't really like mm, take into account or necessarily care how you feel on the opposite side of things. So yeah, like um, when I first started my Instagram, um, that was when like influencing was kind of first getting big on Instagram. Like YouTube had been a thing for a minute. um, Mm. But like, I think I was a little young for YouTube. I feel like YouTube kind of blossomed, like maybe I would say probably around your age category. Um, And then Instagram and Facebook were coming up in like my high school and university years. So then you were seeing the like influencers and I had like a serving job at the time and they were like, oh, this lady's coming in. Her whole meal is comped, blah, blah, blah. I thought like maybe she was friends with the owners, but she was like, oh, no, I do like food influencing on Instagram. And I was like, oh, cool. Give me your handle. Like I'll follow you afterwards so I can see the photos. And then I looked and she had like around the same amount of followers that I had. Um, I had at the time I was like working in like the bar scene and nightclub. So and I was going to like a big university. So I had about I want to say close to 3000 followers at the time. Um, And I was like, you can get free shit just for (laughs) posting pictures. You can get a free dinner and cocktail. What? And I was like, I I can take a nice picture. So literally, yes, my Instagram started out very selfishly, very um, for like one reason, just to get free stuff. But then through it, I became more vulnerable and I didn't want, like at first I was trying to be that like blonde, tan, like fashion influencing, like LA influencer. But then like social media actually gave me the ability to be vulnerable, to be more real, to be more open about things I've gone through. Um, And I kind of like found myself while being on social media. Mm, Wow. So um, and I I wanted to be relatable. I liked that, you know, like uh, Halifax is a small city and you can go out to dinner and see someone that I might not necessarily like say Vanessa had never introduced us. Mm -hmm. We could be out at a bar one time and I'd be like, oh, my God, I know you from social media. This is so cool. How great to connect. I've done that a couple times with people. So I like that like people could literally just like see me on the street and be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Like you're not just some random like person from L.A. with 200,000 followers that I'm never going to actually like see or relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to be relatable. But what's the other side of that? So the other side of that that I always think about, too, is the dangers of Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you are dealing with um, really hateful people, Mm -hmm. I had, like, an an Instagram stalker Mm -hmm. in the summer of 2020, Mm -hmm. and it was very scary, and I had to call the cops. Yeah. And and at the time, I was starting comedy, so my name was on show posters, public Mm -hmm. locations, Mm -hmm. and, and I just thought to myself... This guy could show up with a gun and shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had, um, 
like when I first started kind of getting more serious about it and I was doing more like content and, and collabs, I had my email and phone number because like as a business, you could have your email and phone number and I was getting some random calls from people. So I immediately took my phone number down. Um, and then like I had a bad breakup with an ex once and they created multiple like fake accounts to keep messaging me. There it is. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I luckily I haven't had anything like too crazy scary i'm always pretty careful about like 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 if i go somewhere and i'm posting about it i'm like either like with somebody or i've posted about it after i've right. already left that place it's a great time um yeah so it, it is it can be scary you gotta be careful on it you gotta be careful because mm-hmm. that accessibility is so nice but it's mm-hmm. also like if you reach a certain level it could get scary you never know yeah yeah don't get too famous <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to <laughs> um okay what one do I want to tackle next um I have here that I think and this is again a little bit biased because mm-hmm. I'm good friends with one of your good friends yeah. um I think you're a top tier above and beyond friend you're someone who goes above and beyond for your friends. Is I that f- true? I feel like I can be. I, f- I, I feel like I do. Um, but I feel like also like a- every person can get like self-involved with their own life, get a little selfish and like kind of forget to check in on friends or whatever. Yeah. So um, I think that over the years, I, I definitely used to be. I definitely used to be the person who was always doing things for other friends or like always the person reaching out being like hey let's hang out hey let's hang out um but i mean as you get older you kind of like realize who your true friends are so the people mm. that were giving me that same energy back oh yes is kind of the people that i've like stuck with uh nothing against those other people i would gladly you know if they called me up one day and was like hey let's go get a beer i would gladly go get a beer with them but i'm not gonna like I, I had a friend that like um through probably covid like i hadn't really seen much of and i was constantly like let's get together let's get together once things opened up and and um i would sometimes get a, oh yeah for sure or mm. sometimes i would just not get answered and mm-hmm. i felt really shitty and then like one time for their birthday i like dropped them off a birthday gift and like um And then I just realized I was like, why am I doing this? Like this person hasn't made any effort for me in a year. And like, like I, it's hard to let go of those friendships because sometimes they're long friendships and and you really love that person. And you like, like uh, uh, for me, that person was like somebody that I was like, oh, like I've always had great times with you. Mm. I think you're such a cool person and it's hard to let go of those friendships. But like it just kept hurting me. I just kept getting disappointed and feeling like there's something wrong with like, why don't you want to hang out with me? So like now I've kind of got to the point where I'm just going to put that energy into the people who put that same energy into me. Ding that bell. That's such a good, but that's, I think that that's like, that's late twenties for you. I do. I do feel like that starts in your late twenties, mid mid to late twenties, mid to late twenties. And even into your Mm thirties, it gets worse. (laughs) Hey guys, guess what? It gets fucking worse. Yeah. Cause once you're in your thirties, it's, you're dealing with people getting families and then Mm -hmm. never connecting with you or people moving away. Like it it just, it gets harder. It's hard in like your early twenties. You're like trying to be friends with everyone, especially if you go to like a secondary education and whatnot. Yeah. And, and in high school, you like forced to be friends with those people because of proximity and limitations. And then yeah. s- kind of same a little bit with university, yeah. you sort of start to branch out a little bit more. And then once you start to go into your careers, then you're, you become friends with those people just, just because you found each other through the same job. Yeah. And then slowly like, 
of those people, the ones from high school, the ones from university, the ones from shared activities, the ones from your job, different jobs, because you'll probably switch jobs. Slowly, it'll trickle out so that like the ones that are like meaningful will stay and the ones that aren't really meaningful might still be there. They might fade away. They might fade and you might be like on good terms with them, but they're not quite. Yeah. You change over that time period, too. So maybe maybe you still love one of those people, but you just don't have the same entrance anymore. You know, you're in two different worlds. That's such a thing. The changing thing. Mm -hmm. If you're not down for the new versions of people yeah the more and that's okay the sometimes. better versions of people i think yeah. too like yeah and that's okay sometimes like I, like they're again like i have a, a friend who um is very uh, like I, I feel like i'm a little kooky i'm a little you know like i wear wigs and i um uh like i'm queer and i've got like some like i do a lot of social media content and then i have this other friend who's like very studious like has their life plan like me and my person are going to get married here and we're going to do this and right. and like uh, a while back I like went to a party just before COVID and I was like I feel like the odd man out here like I just can't connect with anybody here right now and that's okay still love that person would happily go get a drink with that person but but you find you got to find your tribe exactly and like and yeah. That, yeah you sometimes just don't connect on the same level as you used to it is mm-hmm. so true are you someone do you have like a, a, a kind of a core friend group or I like I'm someone who truly like I don't have a group. I have friends mm-hmm. in so many different pockets. Yeah. And it was strange because for so long I was just like, I feel like that group community is what I need and mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not what I got. I feel the same exact yeah. way. I feel like sometimes you see those like like those like four friends who always hang out together or right? something like that or yeah. that like girl group or whatever. And you, I like wanted that so bad. Mm. And then even like a best friend, and I mean like a yeah. wholehearted best friend, like a sister or ride a brother, or ride or die for you. Like I've been blessed to have a couple different ones through high school. I had one, um, and we went to university together. And when we went to university together, that's when you kind of just started to see a little bit of a shift change. Um, and now they live in Calgary, mm. and we're on we're in two different lives. Um, I still love them. I still consider them one of my best friends. I could call them up any day if I needed to, but we're not as close. Um, so like uh, that shift kind of happened when we were in university and then they moved away and then, uh, kind of had a male best friend for a while and I was going through some stuff and that person helped me a lot go through some stuff. But then again, our lives kind of shifted a little bit. They got a family now and Mm. they don't like live in close proximity. So it's not like, Hey, let's Mm -hmm. just go grab a beer or whatever. And then, um, I had a best friend through work for about a year and they moved away. Um, and then, uh, like yeah I've just never I've kind of shuffled through best friends yeah so and that can be hard because you see what other people have and you kind of want that but then at the same time I feel like I gotta be happy that I've had so many like wonderful people that I've connected with on different times and different stages of their lives you yeah. see that's a good thing yeah I do I, well I can't like I find as someone with depression I can't dwell on the, yeah. it as a negative because if I sit there and I dwell on it it's just going to make me feel worse so I'm like I have to look on I like I force myself to look on the positive side of things and then when I when I do that I actually see the positive side and I'm like oh yeah that actually because actually up until just right now when I said that to you like I feel so lucky that I've been with those people in those stages of They're, their lives right that that phrase right there that's the first time I've ever said that oh. 
So like that was (laughs) intoxicated epiphany. I call it. Yes, I love capturing epiphanies on this podcast. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like as as you talk through things, Mm -hmm. you start to realize things. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, that's such a beautiful way to look at it. Mm -hmm. I think more people should look at it that way, Mm -hmm. forcing yourself to think positive. Mm -hmm. I like. I'm such a realist, and I I do consider myself more of a pessimist than an optimist. But it's weird. I think you can be. Positive, but also a pessimist. If that makes any, if that Absolutely. makes any sense, it's yeah. a really weird thing. Absolutely. Well, I got like it was like one of the best pieces of advice from my brother, who's seven years older than me, while I was in high school going through like a heartbreak or whatever. And he was like, sometimes like you have to force yourself to like go out and be with your friends, to listen to happy music, to do the things that you would normally do when you're happy, yeah. even when you don't feel happy, because then eventually, slowly like those things will actually start to make you start like feeling happy again. And I feel like I've kind of taken that in all aspects of my life. I'm just mm. like, I have to force myself to see the positive side of things. Cause then I will actually start to like make it a habit where I look on the positive side of things. Also gratitude, baby. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, there's a reason why it's a journal prompt. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think forcing your, like forcing yourself to see your friends who are, ultimately a really good support system in your life um putting on like tonight we said that we both glammed up a bit yeah even though we haven't in a while because it makes us feel better that's um i always have to explain to people why i wear makeup every day yeah and number one it's really meditative for me it's one of the only times in the day that i'm actually like chill and focus on i just gotta i need to focus on this wing liner that's all that matters right now yeah is this winged liner And whether or not I get it sharp enough to cut a bitch. And then if you do, you're like, yes, the <laughs> right? serotonin just like seeps into does your it, skin. But then it, but then you're like, fuck, I got to do it on the other side now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you get. Yeah. So it's like a really meditate, but it's also yeah. so, like something like I just feel better with it. Yeah. Uh, there's a great Lady Gaga story where she talks about when her dad was in heart surgery. OK. She showed up um, at his bedside like no hair done no makeup just kind of like disheveled because she was going through it yeah and her dad woke up and said what are you doing you don't even look like you wow she wasn't done up yeah and it's just it's it's just one of those things like like doing yourself up doesn't have to be a bad thing like in her case it it is more who she is yeah like her dad even said go put a wig on Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) like you don't look like you so it's interesting yeah it is uh on that subject though my last assumption and Mm -hmm. actually this wasn't even mine yep because i know this is true uh but sarah said this um that you're a very confident person Uh, yeah you're nay uh both i would say both um there are times where i am very not confident and times where i am very confident um i think that uh in the last i don't know i can't remember when i got diagnosed but i think it was in about i think it's been about a year um Mm. that i was diagnosed with adhd and welcome ADHD bitches up in here got my brains but very creative yeah, and awesome took my Ritalin before I did my makeup that's why it looks so good <laughs> I was on point for you tonight you were able to hyper focus I'm gonna be focused on this um yeah no so I mm. didn't realize like um one of the things is like going growing up as kids is like um females with ADHD not all but 
a lot of them tend to mask. And so I masked my social awkwardness, my overthinking with um, being outgoing, being confident, being friendly, being chatty, too chatty or like not being focused or just being like all over the place. But like, yeah. Um, So then as I got older, um, I kind of started to recognize this like social awkwardness I had about myself sometimes in situations. Um, And I did a talk once for um, for a while there, there was like a Halifax social network going on and and I gave like a talk once and and I said like I feel awkward all the time like nobody ever like picks up on it but I feel awkward in every interaction whether it's like a chill interaction with one of my best friends like doing something with my family like going on a first date like I constantly feel awkward and it's like a hamster wheel in my head of like am I saying the right thing am I doing the right thing blah 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 but sometimes I'm able to just be like ignore the hamster wheel for a second like you fucking feel great tonight like you know this outfit looks good on you and then like so so yes and no sometimes I feel confident sometimes I don't interesting because I I attach confidence so much to self-awareness mm-hmm. so like i think people see confidence as i think i'm the shit and mm-hmm. i'm perfect yeah but in a weird way i i kind of think you just being able to say that just now mm-hmm. admitting your your flaws yeah. or what you insecurities that's yeah. confident mm-hmm. being vulnerable on social media confident mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not everyone fucking does that yeah. and, and not everyone not everyone can like look into themselves and say I struggled with this. Yeah. This is what's wrong with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. so I, I feel like we gotta, we gotta change the definition of confidence because yeah. I feel like it's too much tied to like being cocky. Yeah. Or, or just being like, like necessarily having like this, like, or looking good. Yeah. L- looking good is a big one. Like people think just because you like strut into a room and you're feeling yourself like that person is confident. Yeah. But it's not necessarily true. They could be actually like super insecure and like super not okay with themselves or their self-image or whatever. It's just like they look in they, that moment confident to you. But yeah. that's just because you're attaching confidence with looks. There's a lot of performance in life. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's the same like when I do comedy, people always say, hey, confident. I'm like, you have no idea how much I was sweating before going up. How many up. times I practiced those right? jokes and like. Yeah. So it's just a, a strange strange thing Mm -hmm. but i think you're confident bitch because (laughs) you're vulnerable and you're also hot Uh, but like you're not afraid like i don't know just go follow chelsea on instagram by the way i don't know i mean my listeners (laughs) please do I appreciate it. Even if you it. get one new follower from my podcast, I will be happy about that. I just enjoy the experience. Oh, God love you. Those are my assumptions. Okay. So I think we did pretty good. Yeah, we did. Um, and we're kind of fired up now. So mm-hmm. I want to get to the next one, yep. um, which is the rant. Oh, yeah. So we're going to we're going to do rant now. Um, you have the floor. What's mm-hmm. bugging you lately? What's something that's grinding your gears, pissing you off? Um, I would say um, right now it's just most prevalent in my life is um, immigration and the ridiculousness about immigration and the ridiculousness around not having like 
the freedom to like pick up and just go to a new country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand like certain countries, like, you know, you want, you know, quality people coming in and helping stimulate the economy and blah, 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 blah. But they make it so fucking difficult. So um, for your list- yeah, for your listeners who don't necessarily know me, um, I have a partner who lives in the United States and I'm Canadian and it is not fucking easy for either of us to go to the right. other to live. And that's why that's the prevalent topic for me is <laughs> because, yeah, and, it, and it's so frustrating because to me, right, like, especially after COVID now, everyone Mm. is like, we got to stimulate our economy. We got to do this. We got to get more immigration. We got to get more youth. We got to get more educated people, blah, 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 trades people, yada, 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 yada. Um, Like to me, if, if somebody is in, you know, their twenties and thirties has an education, has a good history of having careers, having jobs, has the money to like be able to say like pick up and like maybe have six months worth of rent right right, readily available um and and has consistently shown like they they can get a job whether or not that job is a bartender a server an accountant uh you know a secretary who gives a fuck yeah like that that should be it yeah for what you need right like to me that should be it no like you know you don't have a criminal history you've got some you know, basic or, or some sort of education and you can get a job. Right. Yeah. Should be and that. then it should be that easy. And then you can go there. And if, you know, maybe they do a review and then if three months you haven't gotten a job and like you, you haven't been able to maintain like, I don't know, paying rent or whatever. All right. Sorry. You got to go home. Some monitoring. But yeah. Give, basically. Give, give people a chance. Yeah. But like f- just finding like, like, visa processing oh, and yes, applications okay. and like uh basically for either of us to go like for me to go to the states or for her to come to canada um like we would have to have like a certain type of job um and really yeah so like within um nafta so canada the states and mexico you can have um there's a list called like the NAFTA professions. So if you like fall in that list, it's a lot easier for you to get a visa, get a job, get approved. So like some of those things are like doctor, Mm. like accountant. Um, I I guess like a um, agricultural botanist stuff like that. There's a lot of sciencey stuff, a lot of medical stuff. Um, But like she works as a IT technician for Apple. um, And I I'm a paramedic. Uh, paramedic's not one on there. What? Um, nope. Hang on. <laughs> but I get it because paramedics have only been around, like that career has only been around for so long. And like even within Canada, like things are different by province. So same with in the States, things are different by state. Really? Nursing and doctor, like uh, nursing and a physician, like that's a little bit more like something that is more easily translatable between countries um, versus like my standing as a paramedic here in uh, in Nova Scotia as a primary care paramedic, um, 
down there, I would be considered an EMT. I wouldn't even be considered a paramedic because their paramedics are our advanced care paramedics. Even though as a primary care paramedic, I actually do have some things I can do and some knowledge over an EMT. Like I'm not as classified to be a paramedic down there. So it's like a whole different level of cert- certification and lic- licensing and stuff. So, um, so yeah, not super easy. Um, and with most of these, even if you did qualify for like their kind of work visas, most of them, you have to have the job offer first before you can even get the visa. How the fuck am I supposed to get a job in the States from Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and not a lot of them, like not like you can't just go on like indeed and Mm. find a job (laughs) and apply. Yeah. They have to be willing to sponsor you. Yeah. So, across the board for her or for me it's it's insanely difficult a thousand hoops to jump through a thousand hoops to jump through long wait times for visa processing and stuff like that so i think that like today's world has just made it so restrictive Mm. on people being able to like and that's why you see so many people like it kind of seems like each country is kind of purposely like making it hard because they want you to stay like they don't want you to leave and go stimulate somebody else's economy. Yeah. They want you to get your education here, stay here. Get a job here, stay here. That's why you have so many people who have like have never gone traveling until they retire at the 60s and then woohoo, they get to go see Florida. Like right. you know what I mean? Like Fuck. I know, but like Sorry. there um, there's tons of people I know, especially like who would and, and there are programs out there for when you're in like university to do like exchange programs and stuff, but there's I'm sure there's other people who literally just go and get like an LPN, like a a, a college like nursing style that can work in a nursing home who I bet you any money would happily go be a, a uh, LPN at a nursing home in Ireland. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But because yeah. that's not like listed as one of, because you're not like an RN, like you don't, you know what I mean? to see this list. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty insane to me that like we don't make it more readily available for young people who are qualified, who have education, who have the means to just, you know, go. Move around. Move around. See different cultures. See different cultures. Um, live other places. There yeah. are like some work visas and some student visas, but unfortunately, uh, Canada like qualifies um, for like, I think 30 of those like working visas under the age of like 30 or 35 in some places. Um, the U.S. Uh, qualifies for six. <laughs> like six countries wow. like everywhere just hates the states wow so like so because like I, my thought process was like hey why don't we just like go get a work visa in some random country like ireland or like new zealand and go live there for a year together work so some, some job together, together and yeah. like we'll figure it out during that year like mm. what we're gonna do but like like some of the like like i said as a canadian i've got like a list of like 30 countries i could go to <laughs> Got a list of like six, and Canada is in one of those six. So really, she's got like five. Really? Yeah. So God damn. Yeah, that is frustrating. Are you starting the process? Um. Yeah. So so right now, originally we were gonna try to get her to come here because my rent is super cheap. Um, and we figured like you come up here, we'll split my rent and we'll save and pay off some debt during that time. And then eventually we'll go back to the States because I've been wanting to get out of Halifax for probably the last like four years. You have been. Yeah. Yeah. Last so, time we hung out, you were talking about uh, one yeah. day the fuck out. I know. Like I, I've been here in Halifax since like I graduated high school since 18. So 
yeah going you're on ready for a change uh, yeah i've been ready for a change i also feel like you're a traveler right i love to travel yeah yeah so i would love to live somewhere else so originally the plan was that but um we thought hopefully she could get like just like a straight transfer from apple down there to apple up here but it, it's not that simple. So I think now we're going to shift gears and the plan will just be because I said, you know what, what is the point of you just coming up here if we're going to go back down there in a year's time anyways? So now we're going to like shift gears and like I'm going to most likely hopefully move down there within a year or two. Hate saying this because it does mean that you will be away from Halifax. Mm-hmm. But also, if I ever go to New York, I'll have someone to visit. Exactly. Uh, New York is. New York's I fucking mean, listen, cool. I. I haven't been to every city, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's the best city on earth for a reason, or it's classified as one of the best I, cities on earth. I, I feel like, so, I hate Toronto. Oh! <laughs> I'm not a Toronto person. Love mm. Montreal. And, yeah. like, I have loved, I've kind of fallen out of love with Halifax, mm. but I've also been to, like, London, love London, and I feel, New York is one of those ones where it's, like, it's got some history in it, but it's got the modern stuff, it's got, like, the outer boroughs, like, Brooklyn, that are a little bit more, like, hipsterish, but you can actually, like, live there and still go into the city and enjoy the city. Subways! Subways are fucking so good. So mm. good. But, like, I find Toronto is very, like... I don't know, just like new, like office just like congested, congested. And like, new, yeah, New York is congested, too. But like there's I don't know. There's just more. Listen, pizza. There. Yeah, there. That's one word. dollar pizza. And the best pizza you'll probably ever eat for one dollar a slice. I've been there twice and I truly can't wait to go back as a, like a fully formed adult, like mm-hmm. without my parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I bet you would love to go down there for the comedy, the comedy scene. scene oh, alone. my God. Well, we went. We went to a comedy show when I was there. You did. You saw like, Rosebud. I was so jealous. I know. For like $14. Yeah. And that's and the a thing, huge right? lineup. I mean, it like our t- the ticket said you had to like buy like, f- I think I can't remember if it was like a drink or food. Right. Anyways, like some kind of purchase was required with your $14 ticket price. But like we saw a lineup of like six comedians and it was amazing. And they were all funny. Yeah. I think there was only one that I didn't really love, but like hilarious and and there's just such a huge scene. Yeah, and that was just amazing. one comedy club. Right. And that's the thing. That's why a lot of comedians go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think typically they either go to Toronto, LA or New York. Yeah. It's usually one of those I feel three. like LA would be hard. Yeah, it's just not for me. I feel like New York has way more character. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. um it's truly surreal to be there. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like another planet. It does. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> so awesome. And I don't necessarily think we'll like stay there forever. Like no. we might, you know, one day pick up and like go live in Seattle, San Francisco, like right. maybe Ireland. Who who knows? Like she mm. loves to travel too. Um, but I think for now we're just going to focus on me getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One thing at a time. Yeah. My gosh, mm-hmm. that's exciting though. Mm-hmm. New chapter for I you. Know, I'm so excited. It's like those TikToks where you're like, Suddenly, Skip to the good part. Well, no, not even that. It's like <laughs> when you suddenly realize you're in like a new season of your own life, what? surrounded by like new characters and a new plot line. Like, I feel like that's been me over the last year. Wow. Yeah. That's transformational, though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're in a very nice, healthy mm-hmm. relationship. I got to say, like the, oh most my recent, God. the most recent couple picture that you posted where I uh, were I, you on like a, a, a wall thing. What I remember it, seeing that picture. Oh my god, it was like my favorite one that you've done together mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. far because I just thought it was so like 
I don't know. Way more. Oh, I think we're like sitting and yeah, like kind of hugging each other. Yeah. We actually, (laughs) we did that one for um, the clothes that we're wearing. Um, Anna and Zach, they um, gifted us those clothes. So we like took some photos for them while she was here. And, uh, and yeah, um, yeah, she's uh, like, honestly, I'm uh, like, sometimes I have to be like, like pinch myself because I can't believe the kind of relationship I have now because mm. I've been through really shitty relationships and like like I had an idea mm. in my head of like what a good relationship looked like and this is so much better oh wow than like I ever imagined what, like, what makes it good she's just like 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 I honestly I, I think before I met her I like thought like I believed in like you know like everyone's like oh like soulmates twin flames whatever like I like thought that I believed in it but like because I hadn't felt it I was I was questionable do you know what I mean I was like I would like to believe there are soulmates out there but you know the little like like pessimistic person in your head you're just like I don't know I'm not sure about that like and like I've seen my parents divorce like Mm. I've seen my brother go through his relationships he's happily married now but um before that and then I've seen you know like um even my parents I love them um no hate I would not want your relationship you know what I mean and even even other friends who are in happy relationships I look at their relationship and I'm like uh happy for you I I wouldn't want your relationship. <laughs> I personally. think about that all the time. Um, so like <laughs> even even the version in my head where I had invented like what do I think the best relationship would be for me? And you're you're kind of biasing it off of all these other ones that you're seeing, right? So you're like picking the pieces you like, and you're like kind of creating what what you think mm. would be good for you. Mm-hmm. But it's not until you actually are in that relationship with that person that you're like, oh my god. I can have this nice is, things. Like this is what this is like. <laughs> it's kind of like if you only ever like th- like lived in a prison cell, right? And yeah. you like you only ever thought people had prison cells. Some people had nicer prison cells than you, but that's all that you thought was out there was prison cells. Like I'm striving for the nicest prison cell, but then you go to like a ten thousand dollar a night suite, and you're like, what? I can you? have this. Like, this. I deserve is, this. This is real. Yeah. Like this is I, I didn't even know this existed. Oh my god. That's yeah, wild. like we never fight. We've ah! had a couple of small tiffs, but we we never fight. If we ever do have a tiff, we kind of like resolve it right then and there in the moment in oh, such a mature way. Hell yeah. Like one time we had an argument and we resolved it so maturely and afterwards I was like, "Is it weird that I love you more because we just had we just went through that?" Like your attachment styles match then probably if you can if you can argue good yeah or or get through difficult conversations good mm-hmm. it's your attachments yeah. are probably lining up perfectly yeah we communicate so well she's uh I, I forget that she's younger than me all the time I, f- I feel like our maturity emotional maturity levels match so well oh that's nice um yeah and we're constantly trying to kind of like keep like you know, I find some couples get like really comfortable and like we have gotten comfortable, but we still try to like do the like special things and like surprise each other and keep the spark going. And like also you. you OK, so like long distance partnerships, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about on mm-hmm. this podcast because I think they're they're um, what's the word underrated mm-hmm. in the sense that I think people underestimate them. Yeah. Like in terms of. <sighs> 
if you talk to someone on the phone mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. for months and months and mm-hmm. months and months, you can really get to know someone. You yeah. can really fall in love with them yeah. on a whole other level yeah. than if you were, say, going on a date yeah. or two yeah. every week. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it almost jumpstarts things it does. in a strange way. You kind of, because you can't connect physically because you can't have that in-person like chemistry and because you're not focused on you know the date you're going on the surroundings how you look the the other things that kind of distract you you're really just getting to know that person and whether or not you vibe and mesh well and it's so funny because I was like always the person who was like I could never do a long-distance relationship if I had a partner and they needed to move away for work and I had to stay here and we had to be long distance for like a year, that would be it. I would never be able to do a long distance relationship. And then I met her and I was like, okay. Yes, I, I can. Yes, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Like even just now, like we're literally on going on three months apart and like at the beginning of look like looking from the three month point forward, I was thinking, oh my God, like how am I going to do this? This is going to be so hard. Now we're like, nine eight days away from seeing each other and i'm like oh my god that wasn't hard at all right like she just makes everything so easy because you've developed a routine Mm -hmm. and she's probably your i I call it the uh good night and good morning person yeah absolutely ends your day so she she every every morning that she wakes up she actually sends me a snapchat and it's always a video and it's always like morning and then she's like half asleep and her voice is like seven notches lower (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was like good morning I can't I can't imitate her voice I wish I could but I can't but she's like good morning baby I miss you so much uh, I hope so you hard. had a good sleep I had a dream about you last night I love you oh, and then like cute. so and it doesn't matter if I wake up first or she wakes up like she every morning she always sends that to me good night good morning person yeah it's it's truly the best thing yeah, ever and it's really nice it's a very special um mm-hmm dynamic Mm -hmm. and if you can make that work the in-person aspect of the relationship Mm -hmm. you have it to look forward to people exactly and that's the fun shit and that's what we keep telling ourselves is like sure this is this isn't ideal this isn't great but like one day we're gonna look back and this was gonna this is the a blink of an eye right like we're gonna be like oh my gosh remember when we had to do long distance and we thought it was so hard like right. that was like in the grand scheme of things like we are planning to be for lifers yeah. so like you know we're like this is not gonna matter when we're like married and been living together for five ten years whatever like like this is gonna be like nothing we're gonna go through things in life that are probably gonna be much harder than this so if we can get through this like whatever it really truly tests your communication styles Mm -hmm. and i do think that if you can nail that by distance yeah and then pursue a either like living together or like in person Mm -hmm. full-time relationship Mm -hmm. like it's just gonna be better versus i think a lot of people like like if they go from in person to long distance, that's more probably more challenging. Yeah, because you're used to the intimacy consistently yeah. all the Almost time. Almost needy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like if you if you can, and that's one of the things too is I found in past relationships I've lost myself. Mm. Like I haven't been me. I've focused on being what they wanted or like molding to them. The fact that you're long distance almost it helps because you get to still be you. They get to still be them. And then you find out how you fit together. Yeah, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I'm you. one of the people that I used to hate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, shut the fuck up. I'm single. I'm stuffing my face with like 
off sale Valentine's Day shit. Fuck you. I gotta say, I also I'm known to be a, a couple hater. And it's okay. You can hate us. I'm a bitter little emo bitch. Just haven't been I touched was also in a long emo time. Kid, so, but I will say, like, I haven't met your girlfriend, mm-hmm. but like the posts are so sweet. And what I love about it too is like I just love when people are stoked about each other. Mm-hmm. I don't like excessive PDA, yeah. but like seeing little posts here and there, yeah. I just, I, I gotta say, I eat it up. Yeah. I fucking love it. <laughs> I, when you were talking about like seeing relationships and going, that's not what I want. No. Yeah. I, I, I gotta have someone who's yeah. stoked to be with me yeah. and, and not afraid to say it publicly. And I think that that's the thing too, is like, like I, all the time I'm like, how did I get so effing lucky? And I feel like sometimes people like lose that and they're kind of like, like, oh, you're with me now. You, you know what I mean? You take it for granted. And I'm just like gobsmacked <laughs> all the time. I'm like, how, what did I, what karmic shit did I do in a past life to get this? Because like, I'm just always, like I said, like all I knew was like, this is like I'm not saying all my last relationships were prison cells but I'm saying like that's all I knew is like that's all I thought I could get the bar was low the bar was a very very low and so Mm. when I got this I was just like every every day I'm like how I like we constantly (laughs) say to each other and we both go back and forth we're both like how was I so lucky to get you and I'm like I asked myself the same fucking question how'd you meet um so we met that's it's a really funny way that we met, actually. So it was during I would say sorry, I'm getting like the margarita burps. <laughs> um, so so we're drinking was, margaritas, by the way. Yes, that, ch- that Chelsea. I, I'm drinking a lot faster than you, but that's why I brought this. I brought this over. I'm a whiskey drinker. So. Oh, we should have done. Um, we should have done bourbon. I love bourbon. <laughs> that's a good sipping drink. For me. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. okay so so yeah. So I think it was during like May of last year, 2020. Um, 2021. One, oh my yeah. God. It's 2022. I know. So in 2021, um, May of last year, I think um, this like person on TikTok and it wasn't even someone I follow. So it was very random that it showed up on my For You page. This person was like, hey, are you queer? Are you over 21? Do you want to go to this all-female event? Like, I'm looking to create a group of, like, females wanting to go to this female queer event. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that sounds awesome. Like, I want to be a part of that. So I, like, commented. They had, like, a chat group. Uh, Originally, there was a fuck ton of us. um, But it got narrowed down over, over, like, time because we did a couple of Zoom calls. So um, it was planning on being in October. And so this was May when we were getting all this stuff together and kind of like figuring out who who was actually like gonna go for sure. And there was so many of us who wanted to stay at the like event hotel because it was like a whole weekend, basically like drinking, partying, pool partying, queer event for females. Uh, And there were also like trans males and non-binary people there as well. Um, So we... There was, I think there was like 40 of us who knew we all wanted to stay at the event hotel. So we made our own Snapchat group. And like oh. the Snapchat group, we would ca- talk like every day. We would like message, Snapchat each other, all this stuff. Almost all of us were single going into it. Um, so <laughs> she actually wasn't a part of it at that point. Really? Yet. No, not yet. So 
I think it was, um, I'm the only Canadian. The rest of the, the um, people were from the States. And basically what happened was they were like, hey, let's do New York City Pride. And at this point, so I didn't even know if borders were going to be open yet because at this point, like it was still borders completely shut. But I was mm. hoping, I was like, fingers crossed by October, I can go to the States. I can go to this event because I'd bought my tickets. I'd paid for the hotels and stuff. I had like flights booked and stuff. So in June, a couple of them went to New York City Pride and they were Snapchatting us while they were at New York City Pride. And one of them Snapchatted us. And I was like, who was in the back of your Snapchat? Because like they're not a part of the group. Like, who, who is that? Um, and they were like, oh, this is like this person that we met during New York City Pride. Literally, like, well, I think they made a TikTok with that person in it. And I saw them in the TikTok. And I actually kind of felt this We, I thought I was feeling jealousy because they were getting to hang out with my friends that I'd made that I haven't gotten to meet yet. So at the time, I thought I was jealous that, like, I wasn't there. But really, I, like, look back and I'm like, I just was jealous because they were, like, making a TikTok with her. And, like, I saw her and immediately, like, wanted to know who she was, all this stuff. So anyways, I thought nothing of it. A week goes by and, like, New York City Pride is well over. And they're like... um, And also, like, a day later, they were FaceTiming us, and there was another person, a completely different person, and they were like, yeah, we're trying to convince so-and-so to, like, come to the event with us. And I was like, yeah, you should totally come. It's going to be so fun. So a week goes by, and they're like, yeah, we convinced one of our friends from New York to come to the event. And and I was thinking, oh, it's that girl from FaceTime. I was thinking it was the second girl. Okay. Like, I I had kind of completely forgotten about my girlfriend. Um. And I like for some reason, I thought, oh, it's the person they were FaceTiming trying to convince to go because I literally only saw Kay, my girlfriend, in that one Snapchat, in that one TikTok. And that was the last she was mentioned when I asked my friend, like, who is that? So when they were talking about, oh, we've convinced someone to go, I'm like, oh, it's that person from the FaceTime that I was saying, yes, come like it's going to be so fun, blah, 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 blah. So they add her to the Snapchat group and then she starts Snapchatting us. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, it's it's not that girl. It's the girl that I asked about. And literally, <laughs> it's so funny. I had had this person that I met on Tinder that I had kind of like gone on a couple of dates with. I was into, but they weren't really into me. And it was super confusing. So my girlfriend's first introduction to me, because I had already seen her. Her first introduction to me was... Um, me bitching about this other girl who wasn't into me, then going and getting blackout drunk and <laughs> hooking up with someone and not even knowing that I'd hooked up with them because I blacked the fuck out. Oh, no. And me Snapchatting, because this was like my girl group that I would like vent to and whatever. So the next morning I Snapchatted my friends being like, oh my God, I drank so much on this date last night. And I, I don't remember sleeping with the girl that I went on the date with last night, but I just woke up butt ass naked in my own bed with a fat fucking lip. So what? two plus two equals four. I'm assuming we slept together, but I'm alone. Right. So literally that's her first introduction to me was like you were in me this. Snapchatting ah. them ranting about this being like, I was oh my so <laughs> upset that so-and-so didn't like me that I said yes to another Tinder date. I went out, I blacked the fuck out. I think we hooked up. I don't know. Oh 
so God. that's her first intro. And did she roll with it? Well, like she, she, she well, it was, so what happened was like, once she was a part of the group and Snapchatting us and I like, I became like super flirty in the group chat and she thought like, oh, this is just how the group chat is. Like, cause right. again, all of us were single. We would even like send our nudes in the group chat and no be way. like, Hey, what's up? Feeling myself like the today. Best doing that ever, really. Yeah. Well, it was just like, like lesbian friend groups can be complicated, uh, yes, I'm, but they can also yeah. be really amazing. Right. So we were just all really open and whatnot. And so um, she just was like, oh, she's just being flirty because she's being friendly. But then one of the other girls was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the hardest I've seen Chelsea. Like, I haven't seen Chelsea flirt with anybody in this group yet. You got a crush. Like she was so like she was starting to get the hint. Um, and then she like separately messaged me Ooh. being like, because I. Chat? Yeah Snapchat, Snapchat message? yeah, Snapchat message. She separately Snapchat messaged me outside of the group. Um, I think I had sent some like photos and she was like, I just have to tell you, like, you are so gorgeous. You are so beautiful. And I was like, yes, the photos yes. worked. The flirting paid off. And so then we started talking. It was very at first it was very like complimenty, very like sexy. And I was like, well, like, I don't know. Like, is she actually even into me? Because it seems like it's very just all about kind of like flirting and sexy and all yada, yada. Um, but then randomly, like two days later, she was like, hey, I'm on my lunch break. Do you want to FaceTime? Oh. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I'm just doing my makeup right now, but all right. So I'm like oh half baked, like fucking. And we just like started talking and then we would. And then like, I think after she got off work that night we like facetime for six hours there you go and we just kept like we would fall asleep on facetime oh my gosh and we still like constantly facetime every day like almost every day when our schedules allow it and and stuff so it just like kept snowballing from there and like i knew i think it was like we like day 15 like i was like i'm in love with this person like, oh wow oh, i was like oh fuck like Whirlwind. i've never met this person and i'm in love with them and we we like are very early on kind of both said you know like i'm i'm interested in you so i'm not gonna really talk to anybody else but we're not gonna label it because we haven't even met in person yet right so our event was for october um that everyone was going to but we were like we should meet before that mm. because that event's gonna be craziness a bunch of drinking like i want to meet you separately so as soon as the borders open i went down to new york and like told her that I loved her within like oh my 48 hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And it just went from there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whirlwind romance. It was a whirlwind romance. Still is. It's amazing. I can't believe I feel so lucky. Isn't that crazy how like those little things can mm -hmm. like connect you to somebody like those little I know. I'm like, tiny if I, if sequences that, of I'm events. Like, if that TikTok never showed up on my for you page because I didn't follow no. that person. So right? it's not like I was going to see it. Um, yeah. If it, it had never showed up, if if they had never gone to Pride, if that event hadn't happened, like there, we would have had no meeting. Mm -hmm. are you do you believe in fate yeah i do yeah 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 i do and i, I feel like especially because I, I get deja vu all the time oh my god me too and i'm definitely a person who like 
I, like, I know some people will be like, oh, my God, astrology. Uh, oh, no, here we go. I fucking love I, Did you see that I, I requested your friendship on CoStar? Oh, my God, did you? Uh, when you're on the way over? Because I, I wanted to look to see if I had you on there. Um, I think not. that I have an account on CoStar, but I use Sanctuary. Oh, So I think that okay. I still have an account on CoStar, but I don't have the app downloaded. Oh, all right. Um, Sanctuary. But, yeah, no, I definitely think that certain things are meant to happen. We have an influence on those things. Kind of like the, the path always changes depending on what we do. Obviously, we have free will. Um, but think about it this way, though. Do you do we? OK, like. <laughs> If, like we wanna, other- if we want to get into that, that's like a, that's like, that's a whole you don't want to get me like, uh, like, I need to be on the, if we're on this podcast stoned, like we're going to go down a whole, oh my God, we'd go hold down a whole loop of like conspiracy theories. Um, one of my favorites being like, can you prove that we are not brains in a jar right now? Brains in a jar. Yeah. That we were just brains in a jar that I, that I am not just a brain in a jar. Is there any way to prove that right now? Well, you're not in a jar. How, how do you know? <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? Like, how could you prove without 100% of a doubt that you are not just a brain in a jar? Is that kind of like simulation theory? Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a weird way where it's yeah. like there are, it's all consciousness. Like, it's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some crazy exactly. shit. Exactly. But if well, um, I can't think about that for too long or I give I myself know, my, headaches, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, nope. I just need to live in the moment. Because if I think, t- think my brain hurts about it. I know. Um, my first philosophy class oh. that I took, I was like, I left there with a migraine. But like afterwards, like my eyes were like a little bit more open to the fact. And that's why I feel like I have to look on the positive side of things. I have to live life in the moment because I'm like, who even knows if this is fucking. I think that when bad things start to happen to people, yeah, the whole there is no free will mm-hmm. can feel almost comforting in a way. Yeah. And by that I mean, okay, so like when someone dies, mm-hmm. usually you're like, this is not fair. Yeah. They were a good person. Yeah. They were friends with so many people. Yeah. They should not have died. Yeah. Um, but they died. Yeah. You can't control it. Yep. You literally, there's very little. Mm-hmm. That we can control, mm-hmm. and I, and we have to let go of the idea that we can can control everything. Yeah, so we can like, only control a very lim- limited, little amount of things. So little, mm-hmm. and so like if you like lost a twenty dollar bill mm-hmm. and you were broke at the time and you really needed that twenty bucks, mm-hmm. there was a reason you lost it. It wasn't meant to be yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that you don't get mm-hmm. just weren't meant to be yours at yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, and so why be pissed about it? Cause you I just know. can't. Exactly. And that's kind of my thing with the whole free will thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of freeing to me to, it's strange that in times of chaos, I mm-hmm. actually feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. I don't think, there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong I with that. I always say that I, I want to be around for the end of the world mm-hmm. because I feel like what a cool thing to like. Honestly, like I, everyone's going like, to go out. Everyone's going to go out. I feel like I would do okay in like an apocalypse or in like a, in a zombie apocalypse. I think I'd do all right. Mental I, illness. I mean. honestly think I would do all right. I have a plan. Get to Newfoundland. <laughs> It's an island. Yeah, no, that's a great point. With or limited population, yep. spread out population, 
plenty of wildlife, plenty of fish, plenty of fishing supplies. If you do go to like a town where all the people have turned like fucking zombies, there's not I mean, many of them. They're all gonna, they're, every grandma's got a whole shelf of pickles. Right. <laughs> You got food. That's very You got true. hunting knives. You got e- everything you, got big, you need is big, on Newfoundland. Big guys that could fight them. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. So that that's my zombie plan. I am. Um, you mentioned ADHD. Mm-hmm. But like when I think of anxiety, I got recently diagnosed with not only ADHD, mm-hmm. but um, generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah which I never thought that I could be someone who was diagnosed with anxiety, mm-hmm. but um, I live alone mm-hmm. and I catastrophize. So I'm always thinking someone's going to b- be breaking in to mm-hmm. murder me. So I don't sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm on edge a lot. I'm usually always ready yeah. for something bad to happen. Yeah. And in a weird way, I do think that that is a superpower. It's yeah. a superpower yeah. in a strange way. I do think that the anxious bitches yeah. would do great in a zombie apocalypse. Probably. They would probably, like, anytime they come across, like, a, a, a crew of people, they would be, like, constantly be like, I don't I don't know about you. And you are, are you an empath? Um, I feel like, uh, um. There's that trend going around on TikTok I, that's like. Do you know what's we, funny? I know the person that started that trend. <gasps> Shut up, do you we really? We went to high school together. Oh, my God. And she actually reached out to me because she was like. I'm so getting funny. so much hate. People are literally making fun of me. And I literally just chose that word because the, the trend uh, started with a video that she made being like walking into a room uh, and meeting somebody that everyone says they love and then getting that energy from them because you're in. She, and she was like, I just chose that word. I don't like like necessarily think that I'm an empath, but it's just like you know, all these people really love this person and you get weird energy from them. And she was like, and in the TikTok, I just like kind of backed out of the room. Like I was just talking about like me sensing weird energy from someone and everyone fucking ran with it. And she was like, I don't like, I get the fucking hate comments. I'm getting all these people like- It was a serious TikTok, right? She was serious about- She was serious about like like, literally- No, no. At the time she was like, I'm walking into a room and all these people are like, oh my God, you're going to love this person. And then I get a weird energy from them. And she was like, I, I didn't mean for it to f- look super dramatic. I just like walked into the room and then like walked back out because I was like, eh. um, but everyone's kind of gone with it. But I, I think that like I do pick up on other people's energies pretty easily easily. Um, I feel like I'm a really emotional person. I feel like uh, I'm a very observant person. Mm. So I kind of can like pick out like if I'm in a group and I, one of my friends is uncomfortable like I can like can sense, sense that, that in, in some ways but yeah. I think a lot of that is with being like someone who not necessarily an empath but you're empathetic you mm. can easily put yourself in somebody else's shoes and oh. you're observant I feel like that's what like some empaths are I do believe in a bit of spirituality and a, and a bit of you know cosmic energy and all this stuff but if you take all of that away, I think that some people, yes, are able to pick up on other people's emotions and feelings a lot easier than others. So, yeah. I, yes, I think I think oh, I would consider yeah. myself a, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, mm-hmm. It can be tough. It, the test is if you're at a party and yeah. everyone's happy, but one person is sad. Yeah. And you can see it. And you, you're drawn to that yeah. person versus yeah, the everybody. And that's totally me, too. Yeah. Like, and that's I'm also like, with being people pleasing. You want somebody else to have a good time. But yeah. going back to the generalized anxiety thing, mm. it's so funny because I I have like like ob- everyone gets anxiety. We have certain situations that they go into like that's impossible. Anxiety is a natural thing in people. But I I don't get I understand it, mm. but I don't get 
like the anxiety, anxiety you have of like someone's gonna break into my house. I'm like catastrophizing. Yeah, I know. I I don't. I that I can't feel it the way you feel it. I can understand it. Do you know what I mean? You know what's strange is like, and I was literally yesterday's podcast. Yeah. I was talking about this, but how anxiety is interesting in that it's so different in everybody. Like yeah. some people are socially anxious, yeah. or some people are hypochondriac. So mm-hmm. they're scared about everything being wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me. <sighs> This is deep, but mm-hmm. like, and I think it's a lot in my chart, my astrology chart too. Yeah, I do feel like since a young kid, I've yeah. been have this weird fixation on death. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my own death. Yeah, and struggling with that, and like coping with the fact that one day you're gonna die. Yeah. See, I think as a depressed bitch <laughs> who spent most of their life wanting to die, I have a completely different weird right? relationship with death, where I'm just like. I literally spent so much time wanting and trying (laughs) to get to that point that like I'm not anxious about death because I'm like, I literally wished it upon myself. Like I would like the times that I like because I I have tried to commit suicide before, but the times that I couldn't, but I wanted it to happen. I would literally wish for freak accidents to happen so Mm. that my parents or family members didn't have to experience that. Like, Oh my God, she killed herself. Do you know what I mean? I would Mm. literally be like, I hope that my my car that I'm in crashes, doesn't hit any other cars, but just like a freak, a tree falls on me and I die instantly. Like, like I would constantly hope for that shit almost daily. No way. I would hope for something to happen probably between the ages of 13 and 23. Every day I would think about death. That is number one. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you were unsuccessful. <laughs> Thank you. Me <laughs> too. Again, say that. It's again, the things that aren't <laughs> meant for you, but you're meant to go through. That's a bit of fate. I think right there, like each time it didn't successfully happen because I wasn't supposed to. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I was, it, it sucked, but I was meant to go through those things so that I could be who I am today. It literally, it's cheesy to say, it does make you fucking mm-hmm. stronger. It does. On it definitely the, does. And the depression side, mm-hmm. there's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it's called Melancholia. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen it with Kirsten Dunst? Highly recommend. I don't think I have. Because it's all about um, like a planet mm-hmm. colliding with Earth and everyone knows the planet's coming. Yeah. And it's just going to happen. Yeah. And it's all about how people deal with that. Yeah. And in the movie, Kirsten Dunst's yeah. character has literal clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, by the way, I feel like a lot of people say they have depression, but actually don't. Yeah. And that's because when I did my psych assessment, I was like, I got depression. I'm going to really pitch depression to this bitch. Yeah. And she was like, you're not actually depressed. You go through depressive episodes. Yeah. Because your ADHD and anxiety get you there. Yeah. But depression is actually not my core one. Yeah. I think that I had previously chronic depression but mm. now it's more of like episodes episodes yeah. and and even even chronic depression i don't even think i can wholly say that because some people who have chronic depression are like like literally can't hold a job can't hold like can't i, go was, to bed. Yeah, I exactly. was able to do those things yep. but like i spent like i said i spent every fucking day thinking at some point in the day i can guarantee you at least once i would think about suicide or dying. And that right there. I yeah. mean, that right, like, I mean, that's one of the big questions yeah. in psych assessments where yeah. they're like, you know, like there's passive and active yeah. thoughts. So, yeah. like, for me, it was never an active thought. Mm-hmm. The closest I got to it was mm-hmm. being so depressed that I was thinking in my head, okay, 
my cat. I love my cat to death. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure my cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need. There I, needs to I be had, a plan for the cat. I had pictured myself yeah. dropping my cat off at my sister's place. Yeah. And that's as far as I got in yeah. terms of ever planning or envisioning mm-hmm. me trying to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, she has clinical depression and <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, see, still see the movie. Yeah. But in those last moments, she was calm. Yeah. Because she was so depressed mm-hmm. that the end was actually like where she wanted to be, which mm-hmm. is so fucking dark and mm-hmm. depressing. And yeah. truly, you guys listening, we're talking very honestly about this yeah. shit right now. Please, like, if you are in a in a dark place, please get help. Please yeah. reach, reach out, out to friends. Yeah. Don't fucking Call deal with this shit. Truly. Yeah. I, I can't. <sighs> Find say that enough space. yeah it, it's it really could make me cry just knowing how um how many people how many people struggle with this yeah. yeah um on on that movie if from the sounds of that movie you should absolutely read my favorite novel um Ooh. they both die at the end Ooh, okay i think i've heard of i think so this was on a couple lists of like depressing books <laughs> good but it's so good basically yeah. in this in this world you uh the day you're gonna die you get a phone call saying you have 24 hours left to live Oh, yeah. bitch. So this it's, is my it's shit. So right here. fucking good. I made my girlfriend, and it was so funny because I was like, I'm going to send you my favorite book, not even thinking about the connections. The book's based in New York. I, for, I forgot. I had like listened to, uh, to it as an audiobook this like the summer Ooh, before I met my I girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, I, in the summer, I drive my motorcycle. Um, so, like, it'd be great if I go on long rides. I just plug in an audiobook and like, and, and drive. So, the summer before I met her, I had listened to it. So like some of the details had obviously fuzzed out, but I was like, I'm going to send you my favorite book. I send it to her. Um, and she was like, this is based in New York on my birthday. Whoa, shut up. Yeah. Like, and then she was like the, one of the main characters lives in my neighborhood. Like, and she was like telling me all this stuff that she was like, they're literally talking about this hospital. And then when I went to New York, she took me to one of the statues in, in Central Park that they referenced. Oh, it was really cute. Shit, but it's crazy. such a good book. You should definitely, Ooh, definitely read that. I will uh, check that it. out. Yeah. Is that is that a Netflix thing too or no? I think HBO was actually going to make it into a series, but I haven't heard anything about it oh, since the summertime. I, ho- I, I hope they do because it's so good. But def- like books are always so much better. That's what a lot of books smart people say. So much better. Well, I just can't get through books. I ADHD. Think, that's very fair. I can't get through books now. Mm. I used to in high school be able to read fucking book after book after book, but now it's really got to grab me. I feel like yeah. I feel like TV has just become too good. TV is so and I love the visualization. That's my right? thing. That's and, my thing. But I am a creative person. So sometimes if the book is good, you know what I mean? If I can picture it It'll and if it, it's got something interesting that captures me, I, I'll finish it. But right now, yeah, like it has been fuck. I've been on the same book for fucking months. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get through it. So hard. Mm. Okay. So that was a really deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, another segment um we might have touched on i don't know what your answer is going to be but we might have touched on some of these things Mm -hmm. but this is my what's wrong with you segment Mm -hmm. what's something that maybe you're struggling with currently that you're working on to be better a flaw and insecurity that you have that you're like Mm -hmm. coming to terms with first before i answer this i have to pee (laughs) 
Too many margaritas. <laughs> Please go pee before okay. we get into this very yeah. serious segment. <laughs> Please go do it. Um, All right. What do we got? Yeah, well, we, we already covered with? depression and suicide. So those were some of the things. Just uh, just uh, some light. Uh, yeah, some light, light topics. Some, you know, dinner conversation. <laughs> Honestly, that's my dinner conversation. If you can talk about suicide at dinner with right? me, then we're probably good friends. Are you? Have you been on antidepressants or anything? For never, depression? I'm no. actually terrified of antidepressants. So I'm on one right now. Yeah, actually, I was I was put on one for oddly enough mm-hmm. ADHD and anxiety, even mm-hmm. though it's an antidepressant, mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. life changing. Wow, interesting. Well, I so I feel better. like because I kind of. You never really like conquer depression. No. But because I've like gotten to the point where like I do want to be here, I want to live life, I want to experience things that like I- I've kind of found my own way to deal with it. Yeah. Right. So, That's a great but point. Be- before when I hadn't yet mm. found that, I was like f- afraid it was going to like really change me. Yeah. That's you know what I a mean? fair fear. And like, you know, that fucking TikTok sound that's like, I'm going to lose my sparkle. Um, even though I saw a recent TikTok video that was really good where this guy was like, I literally thought that about going on to antidepressants that I was going to lose my sparkle. And he was like, guys, that was not my sparkle. <laughs> Just yeah, that was know. sadness. That was not sparkle. There was <laughs> nothing sparkly about that. That was <laughs> sadness and overcompensating. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. So we touched on the depression. We also touched on the ADHD. Um, so I would say, yeah, like I find like one of the things that is wrong with me that I just find so hard to cope with on my own. Like I find that I I need another person to help me with it to keep it is like being motivated. Mm. Like I find unless I have like a reason, like I won't be, do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things I feel like I probably could have and still can be successful in, but I lack the motivation to to go that extra mile for it. You know what I mean? Social media, for example. There are a lot of people who make a living out of being a content creator, about, out of being an influencer. If I really wanted to, I could probably put my all into it and like fucking make a career out of it. Do that for a living. I just right. don't want to. Do you think it's because you don't want it enough? Probably. Yeah, hmm. probably. Like it's, it's not meant for me. So- and that's like... Uh, um. There's this term called being like a renaissance person. Yeah. What's this term? So being a renaissance person kind of just means that it's similar to like jack of all trades. But I wouldn't even call it like. Right. Like, yeah, because like that that saying jack of all trades, master of none, like it means that you are not an expert in any one particular thing. Right. Yeah. Like I would say, you know, I'm good at art. I'm not great. I'm good at fashion. I am not great. I am good at social media. I am not great. Do you know what I mean? Like there are so many things in my life that, and I just think that I'm one of those people who wants to try everything, but it's so Mm. disheartening because I see other people being successful in those things. And I'm like, if I could just apply yourself, pick one and really apply myself, I could be great at this. I know I could, but I want to try everything. I want to do everything. I want to travel. I want to snowboard. I want to surf. I want to rock climb. Have a good relationship. Have have a good relationship. I want to have a good social life. I want to experience the adrenaline of my job of helping save lives. But at the same time, I want to, you know, uh, you know, create social media. Like, so 
Yeah, that is that's a big struggle for a lot of people. I yeah, think. I think that's that's like my number one thing, and even small tasks sometimes too. I'm like, I've just gotten off of four shift, four night shifts in a row. Like on my day, like literally while I'm working, I will think to myself, on my days off, I want to get the laundry done, uh, work out once or twice, you know, clean out the fridge, and maybe you know hang out with one friend right mm-hmm. four days off that's four things does not sound that hard right mm-hmm. it'll be wednesday night the night before i'm <laughs> supposed to work thursday morning and i'll be like so we should probably do one of those four things we had originally said we wanted to Ooh, do so i have some insight into this yeah because i recently got a because I'm now Medicaid for ADHD. Yeah. I, I do think that this is highly related to ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. Management of that, which is yeah. very hard. It is hard. Um, but like I got a planner and attempts mm-hmm. to be more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got one that is for only four months, but yeah. it has a monthly spread. Nice. It has like weekly goals, mm-hmm. monthly goals. It mm-hmm. has affirmations. It's kind of like a journal mm-hmm. and, a pl- and a planner in one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the daily page is very intense because yeah. it's like to-do list, um, schedule, mm-hmm. uh, your gratitude, yeah. what I what I can do to like what I can do today to be happy, mm-hmm. what I can do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weekly spread is like you have to list goals for like health and fitness, mm-hmm. personal relationships, work. And and I remember like looking at it just being very overwhelmed and I posted like a, a Instagram story about mm-hmm. it. And actually a friend of mine who's a therapist mm-hmm. Responded being like, this is the issue with these types of things. Yeah. They're making you do too much. Yeah. But that's one of the things, too, too I, I find for me with like, you know, like I'll be looking at, say, just for example, my apartment and I'll be like, OK, my whole fucking room's a mess. You need to be put the clothes away. You need to get rid of some clothes. You need to do the laundry, like clean your sheets. That's just my room. Then in the other room, I'm like, I got to vacuum. I got to do this. And then in the kitchen, I'm like, I got to take out the garbage. I've got to finish the dishes. I've got to clean out the fucking old containers in the goddamn fridge that have been right. there for weeks. And I'm looking at all of it. And, it's and I, get so, I get so You freeze. Yeah. It's ADHD freezing. And instead, freezing. I'm like, you know what? You just worked four night shifts. I think you deserve a day in bed. To rest. With some takeout. Yeah. And then that becomes three days in bed with a takeout. All right. One thing I liked with the planner mm-hmm. was I started writing positive things so like for example if i if I had four to do's and i did yeah. one yeah. i would write i'm really proud of myself for doing this one thing nice and i found that that helped because now i'm more focused on just getting one thing done versus mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. i find another which issue is helpful for me is like i still haven't figured out the good balance with medication for adhd oh, yeah. so originally i was on 12 hour uh long acting adhd but i work inconsistent shift work and I find Ooh. my ADHD is not a problem at work because... Well, it's almost a superpower at work. Almost probably. at work, yeah. Being able to focus on many different things at once yeah. is a good thing at work for me. Yeah. So I was like, it's not really when I'm at work that I need it. It's kind of like when I get off work or on my days off in like specific moments that I need it. So more recently, I was prescribed Ritalin. Um, so like, I'm like seeing how that's working, but I find again, one of the issues is I end up hyper-focusing on the wrong thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'll take my Ritalin and I'll, instead of being like, 
I need to clean my room. I'm like, I'm going to do my makeup and film TikToks for two well, of hours. Of course, because it's chasing serotonin. Exactly. So and that's what we do. We're really good at it. Yeah. That's I love about serotonin. ADHD. I love it. It's the yeah. best. That's the thing about ADHD people. Mm-hmm. We're we usually very creative we, yep. and we can get actually probably a lot of creative pursuits done, but yep. it's those it's those menial and tasks that we struggle with. Yeah. I find. Like, I am yeah. great under pressure. Me too. I'm the same. I literally, I one it. time I had... <laughs> I took advanced English in high school and um, we had like our portfolio due on a specific date and I wrote 3,000 word essays in one night. Oh my God. And then it was a snow day the next day and it was a Friday. So I had the whole weekend. Like, fuck yeah, bitch, I conquered that. <laughs> Actually, my thought process was like, damn, I had all weekend I could have ended up doing this. I'm like, bitch, no, you know you would have done it Sunday right? night. Right? You know you would have done it Sunday Also, though, taking Ritalin, so mm. funny. I'm like, where the fuck was this in university? Do, Excuse do, me? <laughs> do you find Exc- it? I could have got such better grades. Do you like it? Um, Yes and no. Like I said, my only issue is I end up hyper-focusing on the wrong mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But I do like it. I mm. do not recommend having two cups of coffee no. and two doses of your medication. I went on a, I had a weird day not too long ago. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> like, you're figuring out the dosage, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, as someone who has a bit of a medical background, like, I'm like, okay, I've been on this medication for a month, five milligrams. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to try taking two in one day instead of one and upping the dose because that even even if I went to my my doctor and my doctor was like, all right, now we're going to switch. If That's, five milligrams isn't working, we're going to try 10 milligrams. Yeah, and Man. they're really good at that. They're like, how's, exactly. it, how's it going? Do you want? But yeah. that day I had two cups of coffee as well. When, the day that I just, and I was like. Do they not recommend caffeine on Ritalin? Well, caffeine is a stimulant and Ritalin <sighs> is basically meth. So do they, do they actually say you shouldn't drink coffee at all? Or just not nobody said that to me, but like okay. just through my own knowledge, I right. I knew two cups of coffee plus oh two God. doses of Ritalin is wired. Not- I was like wired. I was like worse than being having ADHD. I was like like everywhere, and then I just like felt like I was buzzing all like for oh three God. hours straight i was like oh god okay we have learned a lesson because that's where i'm going next so i'm on wellbutrin right now i was on bifenton at first oh, okay. i want to kind of everyone keeps talking about vivance what's this Is it- it's an adhd Ooh, medication okay and i have heard so many people say that they had a good deal with vivance the one thing though i do miss about bifenton because i was on the 12 hour long acting bifenton is this isn't a healthy thing, but it would decrease my appetite. I was so skinny, girl. That's, I was so good. Uh, These pants, actually, this is going to be really funny for your listeners. These you pants show. used to listen to me, used to fit me. Um, See, there we go. Wait. There. See, oh my that's, god that is an elastic holding oh together. my god! i haven't worn these pants in like two years but i put them on and they looked so cute with the outfit i was like fuck it i don't care that they don't zip up they're I great get, i was like i got a long t-shirt on nobody's that's gonna know the drug that i'm on right now too also does that and it also <sighs> doesn't have sexual side effects because that's the thing with mm. antidepressants a lot of them make it so you can't come yeah this one actually makes you horny so I'm on, I'm on the horny skinny drug right now oh wow that's a good fucking combo i can't complain <laughs> the horny skinny i truly drug. like and and people are like, oh, don't don't say that. That's not healthy. And I was just like, ah. but the thing is, <laughs> I was like, with it's, bifenton, I like it. <laughs> when I was on bifenton, 
I did notice, you know, when I first started, I felt nauseated. I wasn't super hungry. So I made sure that I had a lot of snacks because right. I'm working 12 hour yeah. shifts. I would just make sure that I had a lot of snacks with me. And I was, even if I wasn't eating, you know, three big meals a day, I was, I made sure I snacked throughout the day. Yeah. So I was still getting, you know, food in. You just got to be smart. Yeah. You yeah. You just got to be smart on. about it. Like don't go on one of these drugs and then be like, oh, it's not making me eat. So I'm not going to eat. And then all of a sudden you're starving and shaking because yeah. you haven't eaten all day. Well, actually the thing was on Bifenton, I wouldn't even notice really? that, that I wasn't hungry. Oh shit. Literally I would go a whole day and then I'd be like, I haven't eaten anything yet today and I'm still not hungry. I'm not hungry right now. I mean, I guess we've been drinking too, but like I haven't eaten since brunch mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't even know if I'll have like a big meal before bed. I'll probably just have a mm -hmm. snack. Yeah. But it, as long as you like, I think when on those types of medications, the most important thought is to consciously make sure you're eating. Yes. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that, and that's a hard thing too, because you're giving people with <laughs> mental illnesses, drugs and thinking that they're like, yeah. oh, here you go. Here's the yeah. side effects. Like do with it what you like. We are yeah. the not responsible people. We are not the people that are going to check in on ourselves and make sure. Like, you're lucky if you have people like us who are going to be like, smart with that. Haven't eaten today. I should probably eat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have other people who are going to be like, oh, I didn't eat today. All right. Time to go to bed. I think that's, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a big problem with, I think, people being over-medicated when they're young. Mm -hmm. I'm actually very thankful that the first time I'm on meds mm -hmm. is at this age where Me too. I Me can, too. like, appreciate it and, like, not abuse it. Um, my thing was, was like, the side effects with Wellbutrin, I, I mean, I upped the dose and mm -hmm. I had the worst anxiety for the first two weeks. Like, uh, yeah. um, it was bad. It was, like, impending doom panic yeah. attacks. Yeah. Like, just the worst I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. I upped the dose and yeah, and I, and I got, I just got through it. Yeah. And I have a joke where it's like, people were, were telling me mm -hmm. like, just get through it. And I'm like, is this a shitty Netflix show that I'm supposed to like, are you just telling me to get to episode five? The second five? season will be so much better. Right? Trust me. You just have to know the characters first. <laughs> and now I feel great. Yeah. Um, but it was scary. Yeah. Having those side effects. It was. Yeah. Well, for me, like literally it was scary. No longer having those side effects because I was like looking at myself in past pictures past videos when I was on by Fenton when I first started it and I was like man I looked so good like what I was like fuck and then yeah so for me I, it was the opposite where I was like mm. that was a I was like that was a good bad side effect it was right I felt good but it's probably not great for me and now that I'm like eating like a normal human being i'm like fuck i don't fit in these goddamn pants anymore i also don't work out and i should oh do you not no well you look fucking great shanks. not working out shanks um Come on. i feel like you know your own body though yeah. and i know like i'm not at my my peak so mm. um but when you work the kind of job that I do at the hours that we do and the inconsistencies, like it's hard to like, like working out and eating well, I find co constantly like having a schedule. And also, I'm sure, you know, as yeah. a single woman, yeah. like even though, yes, I'm not single, but I have I was single for quite a while before I met my partner and even now in a long distance relationship i'm still cooking for one and it sucks fucking yeah awful it and really it's so, sucks it so sucks to come home from like a 12-hour shift plus overtime and then be like what am i, I gonna to, meal prep? i have to cook something this is guess yeah. what i don't want to cook chicken and broccoli 
guess what? I do want to cook the frozen pizza in my fucking freezer. Yeah. And convenience spending. So a lot of takeout, a yep. lot of eating out. Yep. And that's they there's this and thing I called love the food. <gasps> yeah. And, and I love bad food. Oh, me too. I love microwave, yeah. like microwave, not even microwave, but like um oven pizza and like and the pizza. I love bagel bites. I don't know what it is. I fucking I truly want to buy some now because you, yeah, you mentioned them. Earlier. They're so <laughs> good, but I, but I also like. Don't get me wrong. I'm actually a really good cook, and oh, I, could tell, and I yeah. can cook healthy. Yeah. I just don't have the desire or time for it. That's yeah. one of the things. Like again. Talking about how I find my relationship is like such a good relationship for me is because I know like when my partner was here for a week, we kind of got an idea of what it would be like to live together and stuff. And and we went grocery shopping one day and she cooked for me one day. I cooked for her one day. And we we constantly like balanced. Yeah. But we also constantly like daydream and like talk about if we live together. And she one of the first things that like, made me fall in love with her was like when I was like, I'm going a touch like just ranting about my day at work and how long and tiring it is. And she's like, oh, you know, like if I had the day off and you were at work, I'd make sure, you know, the house is clean and there'd be Ugh. like food ready for you. And like I have your lunch packed for you for the next day. And I was like, hmm. what? Huh? Excuse me? Yes. Did you just say that you would clean my apartment <laughs> for me? Mm. That's the dream. My God. Um, yeah. yeah. So nice. Acts of service. Yes. Yeah. We are both. We both love acts of service. Um, You're we, probably a gift. Okay. So I, I, I do want to circle back to something. Yeah. You said you kind of underplayed my friend assumption about you. Oh, which one? Which one? That you were that you're a top tier friend. And you go above and beyond because Vanessa yeah. told me that you gave her. Oh, you yeah. sent her a care package when she was when on she got COVID. COVID. Isolation. So are you a big gifts person too? I am like a gift, gift giver. giver. And it's so funny because hilarious one of my exes this was a huge thing for him like i would go i'd go out shopping for myself right like i'm like oh i've got like a weekend with the girls coming up i want to get a cute outfit and i would come back with like a shirt for him pants for him all this shit <laughs> and so when christmas and stuff would come around he would know that i was gonna get him a fucking good gift and he would get anxious thinking he, he thought that like that was also my love language. Don't get me oh. wrong. I do love gifts. However, like I get more joy in giving, giving gifts, gifts than getting. And mm. actually, people think this is really funny. But when Christmas comes around, I send my family a list with links. Because <laughs> I have no filter. You can read my emotions on my face very easily. So if like my mom gives me a sweater and I fucking hate it, I'm like... I hate it. I'm like, well, no, I don't say that, but I'm like, thanks, <laughs> mom. I love it. It's so great. And it's very obvious that you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm the I'm same, like, honestly. I send them a fucking list with links because I'm like, I honestly, like, like I get joy in you getting me what I want. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if I give you a list and you get like three things off that list, I'm gonna be like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is great. Like, I wanted these things. But if you get me something that, like, 
and has no relation to me. Like, I honestly, it's more so like I feel bad because I feel like that's been wasted. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? If it, yes. if it's some random nail it. thing that that you can't return, I'm like, I'm like, this is a waste on me. What you're doing is you're setting them up for success. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, like, think, I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I get so much joy out of gift giving. I love I love surprising people and like I also like you said you know as a, as a f- person who likes to be a good friend like I I like taking care of people I like like when you're down and you feel your worst like I did something to make you smile it's a bit selfish I get I get a serotonin boost from it you know what I mean so I yeah. literally was like oh Vanessa's on COVID lockdown. I'm going to go to shoppers and get her, you know, some face masks. I'll go get her like a bottle of of champs so she can, you know, have some bubbly. And then while I was walking through, like I see all these other things. There was literally because I think it was like January. So there was all these like, you know, shoppers has like a bunch of Christmas gifts. They were all marked down. I see this fluffy fucking robe. Right. And I'm like, who doesn't want to be stuck in their house in this fluffy fucking robe? Doing a face mask. Having a bottle of bubbly. Having some Haagen-Dazs and a fucking frozen pizza. I'm like, that's what I would want. Yeah. So (laughs) I showed up at her place. She told me about (laughs) it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I think one of the best things you could do as a friend Mm -hmm. of someone like Chelsea who loves giving gift is to radically accept them. So like, yes, I'll use the example where we're very much so. Like into the episode now, so I I'm, yeah. I feel okay to say this. Yeah, I'm in a friend group where we collectively decided no gifts because we don't like the obligation, we yeah. don't like the standard. Yeah, I'm ugh, the brokest one, so like I, feel that. I just can't do. Yeah. I can't afford to be a gift giver. Yeah. I just can't. Um, but it's funny. I will spend my last dollar on somebody else. Oh, that's so sweet. Like I would rather. Like I will be broke as shit, and I'll be like, oh, somebody's birthday's coming up put it on the credit card do you know what right? i mean because like, yeah, yeah. i like i will get such a good feeling knowing that they got something that made them smile totally mm-hmm. i don't really like gifts around obligation like what you did for vanessa yeah that's so special because that was like a non-obligation mm-hmm. gift that wasn't on a birthday or christmas yeah. or or whatever well, like honestly, that was like i genuinely care about you and yeah. want you to have something nice yeah. i had a really good friend um she's a, a local halley famous person Ooh. um craving halifax oh, yeah, danny yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. love Shut sweetest up. person yeah and what i got hit by a car while i was on my skateboard Holy once shit. and i was off work because i'd injured my hand it was a lot better than it, it could have been so just when the car hit me i outstretched my hand hurt my hand so i was off work oh, for a little bit and yeah. one of the things she did was she got me a so, care package yeah. and it was so lovely had some wine had some chocolate had a face mask and one of the things she even said she's very much similar to me where like in a real moment mm. she does not want to be on her phone mm-hmm. if she got to take some pictures of the food she'll do it oh, but I then like afterwards like she's like i want to be present with you she's such uh, a nice human being that's good to know so she um yeah, she was like, don't post this on social. She was like, no, seriously, I did not do this for you to post on social. I just wanted I wanted you to know I'm here. I care for you and I hope you're okay. That's like donating to a charity and not posting your donation. Yeah. Like that's like the ultimate kindness. Mm-hmm. I don't need validation from anyone else. I just mm-hmm. want to do this for you. Yeah. Um, so nice. Yeah. I love, so nice. I love gift giving. It's I so love nice it so of much. you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. We are almost two hours. We're almost <laughs> Roganine it. I hate to say it. You've you're a Roganine. I'm a chatty um, Kathy. Um, okay. 
Okay. Final segment. Yeah. Uh, unpopular opinion. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. So oh, this is this different. Will be fun. This is different from rant because yeah. to me, rants are more universal. Yeah. Probably multiple people can relate to you on it. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion is like, what are you going to say at a party that makes people go, <gasps> mm-hmm. and turn around and go, you mm-hmm. think that? I find this kind of hard because I was like tough. trying to figure out because I I feel like I'm a pretty sensible, agreeable person. So I mean, this might not necessarily be a hugely like unpopular opinion. Like some people might agree with me, some people might not agree with me. Um, and I don't want this to come off materialistic or whatever, but like money can buy happiness. Yeah. It absolutely can. We yeah. have built a capitalistic society. Yeah. Where if you do not have money, you don't like succeed. And I'm not even talking. I'm not I'm not even talking about like the millions. How much better would your life be with an extra two grand a month? Right? Yes. Not just, just a it. small amount. Just very, very much so better. Amount. Like very how much, much better so would your life be if right now I cleared all your debt? That's mm. it. Oh. You still make what you make, but you're not paying off a credit card, student loan, whatever. Yeah, totally. How much better would your life oh, be? Um, it would be a thousand times right? better. It would be, I would be forever your slave. Yeah. And like, and, it, and I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> at some point, you know, like, yes, money doesn't buy those moments with people or what, whatever. But guess what? I have to spend money to be with my partner. I have to buy a plane ticket. I have to buy a hotel room. Money fucking money. does buy our happiness. Rent. Rent, having a roof over your house, like even just having nice clothes. Yeah. Being able to put makeup on our faces today. We have created a society where money absolutely buys happiness Mm -hmm. and people flash it and show it off all the time. I think it's like there should be a footnote on that. Um, Money doesn't buy happiness to a point because I do to think an that, extent, I yeah. think that there's a point in getting having money where it starts to not matter yeah. but I think the whole point of what you're saying is is like I'm not talking all, big money we I'm not talking a, big money we need a baseline of yeah. livable wage mm-hmm. and that needs to be or even just like the default it, it's like I'm definitely like I lean on that like liberal socialist scale mm. because like while like I think it's fucking dumb for one person to be worth three hundred billion dollars or to make one million a year. I think mean, that's stupid. Yeah, you know. Oh, so funny. Yesterday's guest said the same thing. That yeah, was, that was his rant about billionaires. That's he hates so funny. And yeah. like I like and guess what? You know what? Athletes. Mm. I I know oh. you've worked your fucking ass off. But I don't think you deserve to make that much money. It's, it's just unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Like actors, actresses, I know a lot of money goes into those productions and like people are going to watch your movies for you. I, I don't think you deserve that no. much money. I'm no. sorry. I don't. Scientists, people who go out and save other people's lives, like not to fucking toot the horn of a paramedic. Like I don't think paramedics deserve to make fucking you know the same amount as actors do but i do believe they make to i think they need to make a, a little bit more than they do right now oh yes yes you know they what I should. Mean? and like the nurses that have been dealing with covid oh my god um and like people who are actual 
not politicians, but people who actually work for change yes. in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. those people deserve to make more money. Yes, they do. Um, they deserve to live a comfortable life. People who have been um, imprisoned wrongly mm. when they get out of prison and they are proven innocent and they have to completely start over life 20 years later. Which is so much harder to get a job at that point because you have that on your... And you don't have education. You yep. don't have experience. Yep. Those people deserve just funds. Yeah. And the people who fuck over little people, the, the people who literally like have no taxation on the the grand scheme of the amount they make per year fuck you yeah truly truly you have people out there breaking their backs doing shit and you just sit and you're like oh well i earned it i'm in a facebook i'm in an amazon the reason you make money is off of other people yeah so like even people like fucking yeah apple yeah your apple phone was Manufactured over in by China, pro- some probably, probably yeah. fresh eighteen-year-old who wants to kill himself. Is that why? Remember, like back when fucking Apple first came out, and they had that like um, article about the fact that their like housing buildings had nets around them, uh-huh. so I don't people know. wouldn't jump off oh, and kill themselves. Shit. Oh my yeah. god! Fuck. Yeah. I, hopefully, I'm remembering that right. But I oh, remember I there up. was like something about this like apartment building in China for factory workers who it literally had nets around it. That's insane. Right? Holy shit. And, like, you can't tell me that, like, the same amount of money, if you if you took someone who lived an in, like, a, a, a poverty lifestyle, if you took somebody like that and then you just swapped places with them, that mm. they wouldn't say, this money hasn't given right? me freedom Cause, and happiness. Because their basic needs are met. And, more and than more. that. And, and more. more. Yeah. They uh, get like freedoms and liberties that they never would have had had it not been for money. And that's our fault. We've created that society. But yeah. when people say, oh, money can't buy you happiness, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yes, it can. It truly can. It absolutely can. In this day and age, it definitely can. In any day and age, even in medieval age, guess what? Kings and queens who had money, sure, you're like, money can't buy happiness. They still had problems on the outside, blah, 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 Oh, yeah, blah. there will still be problems. Their problems were not the same as yeah. the fucking peasants' problems. Exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to survive a day in those people's shoes. Yeah, and listen, people can still fuck up and be not great in life mm-hmm. and make bad decisions that yeah. lead them down yeah. roads, yeah. but yeah, there is no doubt that when you when you have a bed to sleep in, a roof over your head, food, mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. money to have to mm-hmm. like you know fulfill other needs outside of that, mm-hmm. you're gonna be happier. And to me, you're gonna be happier. Like in a, on a, like a more personal note, like my family came from like small town Newfoundland where they grew up poor, and once my parents got money, like me and my brother said to each other when we became adults, we were like, our parents did not teach us good money basics because they didn't know better Mm. so by the time they had us like you know they weren't teaching us necessarily like the the like say parents who knew about money dealt with money would say to their kid guess what you have to save yeah to go to school you know you're gonna get a credit card only get one pay it off because you know what they had money they dealt with money they knew what to do about it versus say my parents had no money got money they were set they were fine 
So for us growing up, they were like, oh, now money's not a problem. We're going to give you what you want. You're going to have this and, and, um, yeah, when you get older, you can have a credit card. You can have five for, credit cards. Free for want. all. Yeah. Ba- basically. So like me and my brother, want, like literally said to each other as adults, we were like, our parents did not properly teach us about money because guess what? They never had money. Right. So that when they got money and, you know, they were raising us, um, when I was really little, we had some struggles, but then as I got older, it kind of money just wasn't talked about. So then when I became an adult on my own, I'm like learning things on my own, making mistakes on my own that I'm thinking, man, if someone had just told me better right. earlier. So like had my parents had that experience with money previous to me, they could have taught me better. So that money could have bought my financial freedom now but instead i'm 27 and i'm in a fuck ton of debt because nobody ever taught me different fuck and Mm -hmm. credit cards alone yeah should come with a fucking course and also don't get me started on banks yeah with overdraft your overdraft (sighs) limits you are literally charging charging people to be poor who have no money yeah i know versus let's just okay let's 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 like realistically like bare bones like talk it out in in a way that makes sense. I have no money. You charge me interest on my no money. So then I pay off the no money I owe you and we go through this cycle where you're getting $45 a month on my insufficient funds fees. Right. Versus mm. the people who have a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are getting taxed very, very little. Yeah. Who are you going to make more money yeah, off truly, of? Truly, I know, right? The people who have no money, the little uh, $45 you can get a month off of me, or so the billionaires, yeah. if you tax them appropriately, I, who do you think you'd make more money off of? Yeah, truly. Not me. Truly. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, overdraft fees have fucked me over so much. It's the worst. I got to call my bank about mine tomorrow. <laughs> It's it's the worst when you uh, the worst part of it is is when you actually like you find a way to get some money and you put it on your card only to realize it doesn't mean anything because there was overdraft fees or even so you literally did nothing when you you're making nothing. the minimum payments and then you realize say your minimum payment is twenty dollars a month fifteen dollars is interest the other five dollars is on the principal amount yeah you're like so I just paid fifteen dollars on the fact that I owe money yeah truly and only five dollars on my $500 credit card is actually paid off. So now instead of owing 500, I fall 595. Yeah. Cuz that other $15 just went to you Ugh. for interest. I hate that. I know. It's the worst. It is the worst. It's the absolute worst. Oh man, it's crap world we live in. Yeah, honestly. And that's why I say money can buy happiness because most people who live low to middle wage, they're one of their biggest stressors in life is finances. Yep. And I mean, people, I mean, even people who aren't in poverty no. can kill themselves over money, can mm-hmm. ruin their life over money. Gambling. It, it's the number one issue money. with relationships, actually, mm-hmm. um, is fighting about money and finances. Yeah. And- I, I'm, um, so, again, back on the, um, the fucking uh astrology topic my girlfriend's a virgo oh interesting thank god because she is so much more with it she's more organized she's more on top of things versus me i'm like (laughs) yeah she's like do you really need that (laughs) don't you have that's the main question i'm moon cancer and that makes so much sense yes it does i so i am aries cancer and cancer 
Sorry, say that again. You're Aries. Aries is my um, sun sign. Yeah. I'm a Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising. Oh, interesting. And I think I'm... Uh, I can't remember the exact placements, but basically of my big six, three or water, three or fire. I totally can see that. <laughs> like like that you're not full fire. There's water there. No, I'm totally a big mix. I'm half water, half fire. Just a whole like literally stubbornness, emotionalness. Like Yeah. 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 And Which my- is the best. Like, I think water to even out the fire placement. It can be is- good, but it can also be so chaotic. But, you know, my girlfriend's a, a Libra moon and I'm a Cancer oh, moon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I find, like, my airy sun brings out, like, her. And she's also, a, I think, Sag rising. So mm. she's got a little fire in her. But um, I find, like, the areas where she's more shy and reserved, like, my Aries, like, nature and my Cancer, who's so in tune with its emotions, like, brings her out of her shell um, and, like, gives her a space to be open about those things that she's not really necessarily had the chance to be open about before. That's lovely. Mm. Yeah. You know that they do readings where they actually, like, overlay charts? Mm -hmm. That would be interesting to see. Like a, yeah. like a love compatibility reading where they like overlay your charts. I know. Yeah. My God, that's so interesting. I know. I love astrology. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think we have to wrap. I know. <laughs> I hate saying it because I could we, keep talking to you. We'll do another session. We'll Maybe do we'll do a me, you, and Vanessa one. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, please plug where people can find you. Rose on the Coast. Rose on the HFX. Coast. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Oh, wait. No, not Twitter. I started twitter i haven't tweeted um tiktok tiktok is yes. my big one so yeah rose on the coast hfx and same handle on instagram too yeah. yeah um i adore you thank you i adore you back this was like really enlightening and yeah, deep nice. and went all like i just love we went through a whole a lot of directions that's <laughs> what i love most about this yeah because you can never expect like having you on to go from talking about wigs yeah to <laughs> capitalism and, and wealth suicide. and finances <laughs> No. Like it really truly an went onion. everywhere. I have so many layers. <laughs> you're, you're the most beautiful onion that there is. Thank you. Um, a blooming onion. You were amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. And you get to do the honors and ring that bell, but like do a really good ring. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the intoxicated podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on apple podcasts you can also give us a follow on facebook and instagram at intoxicated podcast and check out our video episodes on the intoxicated youtube channel until next week feel hard and talk hard Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.